Nurses station. Hey everybody, welcome back to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. Hi guys. Hey everybody. Violin! Violin! Hey, hey, I don't I don't know exactly what it what it, what it started with cuz it looks like it started with me counting. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just pushing the buttons now. I whatever who cares do we care do we care if we, if, it, if 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 they if we broadcast the 543 i don't know i, I feel like it's unprofessional <laughs> i feel like it's unprofessional and if there's anything that you're going to get here at the 10th floor it is supreme professionalism right <laughs> right no no uh, probably not well i don't know about professionalism you get some kindness though <laughs> you will get kindness, some kindness. Yes. Uh, Twitter called us the kindness police once. Really? Oh, yes, because I will tell people when they're being unkind to other people and unkind to characters. I will. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Get on out of that waiting room. Pile into the elevator with us. But, you know, you're in a hospital setting, so make sure you wear your mask. Hand sanitizer is uh, free of charge. Got a couple of stations throughout the hallways. Just use it as you need. We got a lot to talk about. Got a lot of ground to cover. You don't, have to... you don't have to do that pretty soon. Uh, but you still should. I don't know. About I don't that. know. To agree. Just be smart and safe out there. Uh, isn't it? Wasn't it better to not be sick? It was better to just not be sick. So. Uh, it was better to not be sick, but I don't like <laughs> having my face obscured for the rest of my oh, life. It's because you're Thank just you. like, I'm too beautiful for the world. I need the world to see this face. Well, I can't see. Well, it would be nice to be able to see my smile at least. We do have good. good smiles, don't we? We got a good good pair of smiles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. So who's here? We got we got Chandra's here. Chandra's here, of course. The basketball season's over. Chandra's here. Carolyn is here. Lola's mom is here. Juanita is here. Uh gosh, Angela. Hey Angela. Este. Hey Angela. Este. Angela. Angela's a pot stir on 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 Twitter, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh genie's here oh goodness queen of the south we have royalty once again has joined us hello my queen All right, queen of the south <laughs> lee dempsey hello lee susan genie i said that already all that kind of stuff hey everybody hey 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 stephanie and we're here where's we're our right. fellas jacarius and i don't know they'll up. maybe they'll show up or maybe they won't it's up to them maybe they won't they they can come back and replay. Hey, there's a there's a lot of ground to cover. Okay, there's so much ground to okay. cover. Last week, my last uh, last week, my and chat. Oh my gosh, last week, it was just nonstop action. You know, people that were dying, people were getting kidnapped, babies were being had, and this week, not as much excitement, but no. so much ground was covered with so many different characters this week. Lots of ground cover, huh? So normally, I have this little like David Letterman card. You know, mm -hmm. I really need to get some 10th floor ones printed because that would be fun uh, that, that I write the notes on. And usually it only takes one side. But this time, mm -hmm. Mama, this time it took two. It took a two sides. You know, this week yeah, we had Curtis and Jordan, Jordan and Portia, Trina and Curtis, TJ and Molly, Gregory and Alexis, Diane and Robert, Ashby, Anna and Felicia, Ashby and Laura, Laura, Spencer and Victor, Sasha, Maxie, BLQ and Chase, Chase and Dante, Dante and Sam, Dex and Sonny, Joss and Trina, Willow and Obrecht, Nina and Obrecht, Obrecht and Scotty, Scotty and Liz, Liz and Finn, Liz and the Law, Esme and Heather, Heather and Laura. Holy smokes. Lots of stuff. Holy smokes. Lots of stuff. No, we have Kai one's not here yet either. That's who mm -hmm. you were thinking of. Yeah. 
<laughs> and Canadian Fuzzy. Hey, Canadian Fuzzy. Uh, great use of disguise makeup this week. That's a good launching point. We can talk about the zombie makeup. The zombie makeup. This was my favorite part of the zombie makeup. Mm-hmm. The physical antics of Christina Wagner. She was having so much fun, wasn't she? Just yeah, and you're gonna, you're gonna, and she says like something threatening. Yeah, and then she like pick at it again. <laughs> she just pulls it off. Uh, yeah, that's some that's some really high quality Faison style uh, makeup job. Apparently, it's very easy to just put a rubber mask on, and then you can look like Anna Devane. Anybody could be Anna Devane. Well, you know what they probably did. Is there he had, you know, already Victor had May had a Anna Devane mask created, right? Yes. For the docks. Yeah, yeah, because Holly was wearing they, it. They just found it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they just they just picked it up. <laughs> uh Canadian Fuzzy says that Christina Wagner peeling it off is very funny. I, I thought so too. Yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> she she had a great time with it. She really did. Um I don't yeah, know she this, did. this ghost projection uh technology that they have. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. It was like a I don't know. It <laughs> like was like a hologram was, type of deal. Hologram, you know, like a mm -hmm. Obi-Wan come on Kenobi, you can only help us kind of thing, right? <laughs> help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only choice. <laughs> it's good, it's good. It's it's like uh, it's like I don't know, because I don't have a good like detective duo TV show that I used to watch to refer to. You know, like a good fun like seventies or eighties mm -hmm. detective, you know, one one is straight laced and a little more about the business, and the other one's more fun and peeling the makeup on their faces they threaten the bad guy. <laughs> That's what we got with with Anna and Felicia right now. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah, the whole thing was, when, uh, was good. And when Ashby figured out it was just a setup, she yeah. yelled at him and stuff. I loved it. Oh man, uh, I think that they, I think that that the person that they picked to pay to play Deputy Mayor Ashby. Oh, what a, what a soap name, Deputy Mayor <laughs> Ashby. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think what um, uh, they they did a great job casting, or at least the person that that they have cast has done a great job when it comes to like playing up the silliness of what this story is, mm -hmm. because her reactions are not realistic. You know, she's not she she's not going for for a realistic depiction of terror. She's going for like horror movie, cheesy horror movie yeah. type of deal. And I yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for the yeah. Oh, help, help. Like not even trying to leave the room, just screaming for yeah. I'm just I'm here for it. I'm here for I I am I'm here for the well, wackadoodle you know, nonsense. Ghost of Anna was standing right in front of the door. Well not Maybe immediately. She's just, just too, she's just too scared. <laughs> I mean if it's a ghost of it, just run right through. <laughs> just run right through. A hologram. Hey. Maybe we'll get Holly back and she'll be in a hologram form. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Juanita says it's the best paint uh, face peeling ever. Um, Jeannie suggests that it was probably itching. Just waiting to get it off. Well, that was latex. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I definitely recognize latex makeup. I've seen all kinds of wrestlers with the latex makeup peeling <laughs> off halfway through a match. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's his bucket, huh? Especially. Sting. Sting used to have the full face of the latex, and it would no, come I'm off in chunks, about, like, and then the Ultimate w Warrior. Wrestling, you know? And then, like, there was, there was like, demolition. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm talking about, like, APW, you know? Oh. Rodriguez. Oh, you're talking about Jekylls. 
Yeah, Jekyll's used to have that. He, I don't know why I couldn't think of his stage name. I can only think of his real last name. Um, <laughs> All right, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jekyll's the Jester. Check him out. Google Jekyll's the Jester, you guys. J-E-C-K-E-L-S. Jekyll's the Jester. It's a fun, yeah, fun, fun wrestling character. Yeah. Anyway, anyway <laughs> if you care, if you care. Hey, DC Soap Sanctuary. <laughs> How's it going? Welcome to the 10th floor. Oh, yeah, so zombie, zombie face makeup is a super, super good time. Super good time. And, you know, Ashby is now confessed. I guess she's now going to be helping them in some way. They're going to they're gonna corner Victor somehow. And get him to confess that I'm doing everything for the people that I love. Yeah, and Ashby's scared of him. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't be? I'd be scared of Ashby's him. Ashby's really afraid of him. Talks. I'd be afraid. Because, you know, uh, Chris, because... Uh, uh, Felicia and Anna are telling her that they've got to, she's got to now help them. Yes. And she's scared well, to help the them. She ain't got no choice. Yeah. Yeah. No she, you know, really. She'll help. And then she'll get killed. Victor's just right. offer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how dangerous Victor Cassidy really. Okay. He's super dangerous. But he, well, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily kill people though. He locks them up in um, island prisons. Well, yeah. He's, he locks them up and stuff. And he doesn't necessarily kill them. And when he does kill them, he don't kill them with his two hands. <laughs> no, no. Something happens. <laughs> something happens. Oh. Or he had some set up or he has a hitman or something. Something. Something along the nature. It's just so pale today. I just, I don't know how to do lighting. I, I'm always so disappointed. I don't know how to do lighting either. Mm. Bummer. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I feel Ashby's going to need a backstory as to why she's helping Victor this whole time, possibly. Uh, political aspirations. He offered her money, power, a good connection, success. If he would just, just help me get rid of Anna Devane. No big deal. No big deal. I think, yes, yeah, her political uh, and her career aspirations, that's what he's promised her. Yeah, a powerful friend. He ain't going to give her nothing. Do this for me and I'll make sure that you'll become governor one day. I promise. I've got all kinds of connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe she's gonna think she's actually gonna be the next mayor. Maybe her aspirations aren't all that higher than you know, poor yeah. Charles. Yeah, just being, just being the next. I, I want to be the next Laura Collins. That's what I yeah. want to be. That's what I want to be. I'm not uh, sure Victor is the actual big bad guy. Says Angela. Everybody's working for Pikeman. Well. <laughs> You never know. I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't there some sort of allusions to Peter and, and Victor talking about some other player or something? I don't remember. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. It was a long so. time ago now. So long ago. You just, I just don't believe, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, one more time Helena shows up. <laughs> you know, I, I saw somebody say that, that Peter and, and Ryan died almost on like the same day. Just a year later, like Felicia, Felicia whacks Peter with a with a tire iron, and three hundred and sixty five days later, Max shoots Ryan. Huh? I don't know if that's true or not. I didn't look into it. I don't know. Um, who who's well educated in this chat? A DC soap sanctuary. I I feel as though it was it probably has the finger on the pulse. Angela writes for a publication, so maybe Angela knows. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Angela is convinced though that Heather is the hook. That's because they've, I, I think that they really want you to think it because it's probably the truth at this point. I mean, they had the line, the, the serious line. Somebody said, I can't believe Heather was the hook the whole time. Like they said that this week. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, this is what doesn't, 
Okay, this is what doesn't make sense to me. And I, I thought about this last week and didn't say anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, what doesn't make sense to me is Heather's first victim was Ava. Yeah. Why wasn't why wasn't Ryan trying to kill her for that? Um well he obviously didn't want her well, they they saw each other to a means to an end when it comes to their time in Shady Pines Valley or whatever it's called. Um, Shady Brook. Even even if he, you know, even if she hooked Ava without consulting Ryan and he found out after. Let's say he didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And he found out after. He should have been mighty pissed. Well, maybe he, maybe that was next. First, we're going to go right? get Ava. Second, I'm going to put a bullet in you for hurting Ava. I mean, maybe, that might have been, might have been next. Because I remember when they were running around Cassadine, uh, the Windermere, Spoon Island. Because Cassadine Island is in Greece. Spoon Island is in Port Charles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Cassadine, it's in Crete, isn't it? Crete. And uh, Crete is a city in Greece, is it not? Or am I, or am I wrong? No, am I wrong? Is Crete a country? I, I don't know. Crete is a country. Is Crete a and country, you know what I, And you know how I discovered that? Oh, yeah. What? I discovered that last week on television. Man, well, we don't on know the anything. News. We're they so mentioned young. the country Crete. I didn't know there was such a real place. Jeez, ma. Italy? Okay. I don't know. I see. Here's the thing. We are two really just people who did not study maps. Is, is is really what's going on? Geography? Oh. What? Why? That's what I thought when I was a kid. <laughs> Even though I did find it, but that was not information that stuck ever at all. Right. Spring Ridge. You know what? I find that I find it to be true to a certain degree. Their Americans are not great. Geography, yeah, because we don't, we're our country is so massive, you know. Like, all right, so, so you know, over in Europe, you know, you you traveled 12 miles, you could have crossed three different countries. Over here, you travel 12 miles and you're still in Los Angeles, yeah. But if you're (laughs) in New England, you might be able to travel 12 miles, you'd be in another state, but that's still the same country, it's just it's different for us, but it's still the same country, it's so different for us. Crete is a city in Greece, according to Daisy, really. I thought the Cassadines were Russian, though. Oh, gosh. See, look at this. It's so complicated. Oh, they're Greek. They're Greek. They're not Russian. They're Greek. They left Russia for Greece during the revolution. There isn't. So, basically, it's time for somebody to write the Cassadine family history, a la the Westeros history, like uh, George R.R. Romero or whatever his name is. (laughs) I bet there's already... I bet there's it's already in in one of the books that's available now, like Lucy's book or something. Oh, I don't know. Is do you think it might be um here in the sixtieth anniversary of the General Hospital People magazine? It might be because I, I I still have not read the book read the whole magazine. Oh, did you I did you wind up getting Maurice's autobiography too? Yes. Yeah, you gotta read that. Yeah, you, you you will do a dramatic reading. I have not read it. It's all right. I have it. Yes, I have it. You don't have to read it yet, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm lazy, y'all. Yeah. It's one of those letters, that's like a teenage shot, huh? I don't like know why the prince is in here, but okay. Because, because Megan has been on General Hospital. Oh, Megan Markle's on General Hospital. Okay. Yeah, she had to walk on or something. Oh, well, that's cool. That's cool. She did. Uh, did you know that? Oh, did, ooh, 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 hey, okay, here we go. All right. Um, I do not believe that Ryan is really dead, Sister Hevelyn. I mean, Ryan's been dead, not dead once already, so it's entirely possible that he's hooked up to some sort of life-saving machine by Mason. I don't know. 
Mason's yeah. just collecting all the bodies <laughs> on Spoon Island and bringing them back to life with the help of Dr. David Hayward. Well, wouldn't that be fun? I wasn't a bit <laughs> surprised to see Mason with um, with Nicholas barely hanging on to the last beep, string of life. Beep, beep, beep. That was exciting to see, though. I'm happy to see that. It was. You know, they could they could have just squirreled him away. Oh, where is he? And then not shown Adam Huss in the bed. You know, I think that's a good mm -hmm. indication that Nicholas is going to be back sooner than later. Sooner than later. Or, you know, I mean, it's like showing Lulu in the bed. I don't know. Because they showed Lulu in the bed, too. Yeah, like a couple <laughs> of years ago. I know, right? Right? Yeah, now everybody just talks while. about visiting her. Yeah. They talk about visiting her occasionally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know when the last time Dante did, though, because Dante's pretty happy. Dante is a perfect life and oh, he wants yeah, no more Dante. children. No, I don't think either one of them do, really. Oh, no, they said uh, that. They said clearly. Like, point, like boom. Like, here, we're going to put a pin in this right now. Like, not even a pin to revisit. Like, a pin because it's done. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, over. Because, you know, they're like, ah, oh, you know, if it was going to happen, then, you know, I was super happy. It'd be great. I love kids and I love you. But let's not try. <laughs> and Sam was like, yeah, let's not. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> what they got? Well, they already got... Well, they already got Rocco. They already got Danny. They already got, they already got Scout. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they don't need. They, mean, they, they got young kids. They got teenagers. They're fine. They don't need to add another yeah, one in there. Do. Besides, besides, yeah. besides, we had a baby, and you know what that means? Another character has to immediately get pregnant. We cannot have not a single pregnant woman on General Hospital. Okay. Yeah. Right. There is no day of the week in which one character is not pregnant it's true <laughs> even blq ran true. off with a positive pregnancy test okay but what i love about it is tj and molly are getting some kind of story some kind of something so so so, so, so the prevailing theory the prevailing theory is that this is going to be a controversial challenging deep story not just a, oh, we're happy, we're having a baby and the challenges and, oh, no, Molly gets sick or something. You know, we're not doing that. All right. The theory is we're doing a difference of opinion as to whether or not we're going to have this baby at all. Well, they've done that on General Hospital before they, you know, it's, uh, um, they've had someone choose to end the pregnancy on General Hospital. That's not new territory. Yeah, so they're, they're, the, the theory out there is that Molly is going to ultimately decide, yeah, I just, you know, may, now isn't the time. As much as I want to have a baby, just now is not the moment. Well, she, she already said that, really. She already said of, that, but then, she, but then the conversation with Christina, now she's calling TJ, she's like, da-da-da-da. So my theory is she's going to get some sort of big case or something that gets put across her desk, and she's like, well, I, I can't. I've you got know, my career-making case to do. And then TJ's didn't get into the disagree. Yeah, and he's in his residency, and he's always at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but TJ's going to want it. Like, yeah, we're going to have this baby. And Molly's going to be like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think there's going to be some. Yeah, and maybe uh, maybe it ultimately it'll be what splits them up. I mean. I don't, it doesn't seem like TJ and Molly are going to be together forever. And it, and no. it. 
even though she kind of had they kind of have been. And if Brad, in fact, Christina actually mentioned that they have been together for 10 years. So they mentioned they've been together for 10 years. So that's one thing. Uh, I think they started to lay the groundwork of a split at the wedding when they constantly talked about how happy they were. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's going to be, uh, I think that, the, the, so I think it's going to be rocky times ahead. Whether or not they split, I mean, that's up to the show. Uh, they probably will. It's a soap. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's it's going to be at least I don't know. I, I'm kind of interested in that story, and I'm interested to see what GH would do with it because GH doesn't like to take major risks, and that sounds like a pretty risky storyline. So I just I don't know what it would look like if that were to be the case. TC Soap, Soap, Soap Sanctuary accused me of working for Victor Cassadine because I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, DC, that I do not at all, ever, ever. <laughs> know what i'm talking about <laughs> well i said last week i said last week that you know you don't have to know what you're talking about you just have to look like you do <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh angela says that molly isn't pregnant but they're going to decide to try to have a baby this was in the new soap opera digest okay well maybe soap I'm opera digest is lying and maybe we don't read those magazines and we want to come up with our own theories that other people don't come into the chat and immediately tell us we're wrong for because of this proof that they found in a real place with real news. Tell them shut up. <laughs> well, you can do that, Mom. <laughs> I don't um, know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't have time we, to read all this. We will stuff. see. We will see. And you then know she what? gets pregnant, and then the real thing, and then they're like, "Oh no, here's my big case. Now we can't have the baby." And he's like, "What do you mean? We did all that. We did all that work, and now we're not going to have the baby." She's like, "Well, we got to wait another year. We had the baby once. We'll have another baby. It'll be fine." There's the story. Hey, it still works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Tell you what. This that whole well for one thing I love to see the three Davis girls together I always love that they, they, I always love to see we get, we get three that scene Davis once every three together. months right where they where they stick all the three actresses yeah. together but it really really made me think of the words that Victor was saying almost simultaneously in the hospital while they were chilling three of them over at Sam's house having a good time okay yeah. He's talking about his Cassadine heirs, Cassadine heir. He got a new Cassadine heir. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Got a whole mess of Cassadine heirs. Oh, yay. Cassadine heirs. <laughs> well, I tell you what, sir. You got a whole house full of Cassadine heirs right across the street, right across the road, oh, right across. They're all the girls. They all have a vagina. Most darn them. They got a vagina. Uh, that's why I can't stand He's so them. mad you punched the camera. I can't stand them. Right? Right? I hit the table. Yeah. They don't what? They're chopped liver? Yeah. Because the they have no testicles? Come on. In Mikos's will or something, it's like the firstborn son of the firstborn son of the firstborn son shall be my heir and no abats. Or something. Ah, bah, bah. You know, very, very draconian, very like <laughs> It's just kind, but you know, I'm medieval very much like that though. I'm a very I'm very, very, very much like that. I'm yeah. That kind of stuff just rocks my little boat real hard. I don't like it one bit. Oh so, and not only, yeah, so he got a whole mess of class of nine years over there chilling together. <laughs> whole mess of them. Uh, well, and, and, and Danny. Yeah. And Danny. Yeah. Is a cast of nine air that actually has 
the right part. But he's not the firstborn son of the firstborn son of the first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me think of. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like if you put like if you put Edward uh, Quartermain's will, it's like reads like lawyer speak, you know, like it's uh -huh. just very like business and like uh, Jimmy Lee can't get nothing and none of his progeny can get nothing. But did 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 did, and then you got the Cassadine will, which is just medieval and these and thous. <laughs> oh gosh, it's just so fun. It's so fun. I guess right now technically Spencer would be the older of the Cassadine keys. Exactly, because uh, new babies on the same generational plane yeah. as Brother Spencer. Yeah, and Spencer is the firstborn son of the firstborn son of Stavros Cassadine. A new little baby shouldn't have so, 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 so Stavros was the oldest, right? I'm not sure. Hey, chat, is uh, Stavros older than, um, than Stefan? Because if that's the case, then Stavros's son is Nicholas. So that's the firstborn son, the firstborn son. And then you got Spencer, who is Nicholas's firstborn son. So if you were to follow that logic, then Nicholas, not Victor and not Ava, <laughs> should be living on, on, in, on Windermere. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Chat pretty much agrees, though, that the, uh, the female Cassidyne should be playing a bigger part in the whole story. Yeah, they should. I don't know. I think they kind of covered I'd the like ground a little bit with I'd Alexis like... talking to Spencer, saying, we tried really hard to get away from that. We just, we stood our ground. We said, we're not a part of this nonsense. So, I don't know. Yeah, but Uncle Victor didn't care to begin with, though. Not really. He never <laughs> did. It was pretty easy to break the mold and break out of their little grasp because they weren't holding on very tight. Yeah, I guess that's true, too. Because they're not the firstborn son of the firstborn son of the firstborn son. Alright, that's three times. Goat. I won't do it anymore. It just gets my goat. <laughs> I know it's just fantasy and everything, but it spilled over into my head too much. Uh, Kaiwan suggests that since Alexis was from uh, like an illegitimate relationship, that she doesn't really count toward the legacy. That's very medieval as well. You know, not my best. I think the vagina has a lot to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Carolyn's four report pro choice story for Molly. So maybe we'll get there. I don't know. Maybe Stavros was the oldest, and Stefan never had any. Anyway, I don't know what. Oh, any right. any kids? So there we go. Boom, 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 boom. See, look at this. Angela, Angela's just always coming up with the facts. Okay, anytime we say something, you know what she does? She says that we're wrong and tells us why. Isn't it fun? Well, that's okay. She's fun? a fact checker. It's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Official 10th floor fact checker. Spoon Island wasn't always owned by the Cassinites. I imagine so. It's in America. It was owned by um, a native tribe at some point. Some point. At some point. At some point. Hey, so Josh and Trina are still I friends. You probably don't. You don't remember this. This oh, is no. like when I was a child. Okay. Um, native Americans took over Alcatraz uh -huh. for a long time. They're like, hey, we're taking this they, back. This is our island. Yes, they did. Well, more, they it sounds like San Francisco and California probably just went, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're not there they anymore. A little while. They did for a little while and then, then no more. Um, but, but yeah, there was, there was um, American Indians over there for a long time. No, no I didn't know. It was, it was before my time then it was. and was not covered in my history class and not covered on the Alcatraz tour that I took 
but you but if you know what to look for you can see all the remnants of them being there when you go over there oh really oh i have to check that out sometime oh that's neat that's neat but they took it over Stefan bought it for like a while. Account. Wow. So, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So Chad's telling me the story of Windermere and it's fascinating. Well, tell me. Okay. So um, apparently according to Angela, and I'm sure she's right because she's, she's an official, you know, reporter on soaps. So you know, she knows. Yeah. Okay. She knows soaps. Yeah. She knows them. She's gonna, she's gonna, and she's not lazy she, like us either. She needs she to, what she in. needs to do is she needs to start sending us really fun top 10 lists to do on YouTube, you know, to be like the top 10 strangest pairings. And then we'll do it like, you know, Miss Mojo, but for soaps. You guys know what I'm talking about. You could do that. Yeah, yeah. But you have to do all the work, Angela. We'll just be talent. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, I appreciate the history. Um, Stefan bought windermere when he brought nick to town so apparently windermere is only as old as the nicholas cassadine storyline well then that medieval castle must have already been there it's just always there what's the story of windermere before was it just like the abandoned yeah, who, castle who on the it? outskirts of town but it could be it could even be though that they had it built to look like an old to look that way Apparently, Ned used to own it, and he bought it for Don when they were engaged. This is wild. This is craziness. What? Oh, my goodness gracious. We're going to need a whole article about the history of... Uh... Well, dang, Ned, you must have sold it too cheap, because you should not be out of that money yet. I mean, that thing, that's like a trillion-dollar house now, right? <laughs> right. A whole island. God. Oh, my God. Ned had it when Faison rented it. Jesus Christ. Well, I sold that sucker too wow. soon. Holy smokes. Man, I just totally used one of my dad's phrases. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I said that I said criminy, you know, with the <laughs> with the J word in front of it. Ah, that's a dadism. I grew up, grew up with a man who said that. Slides out of my mouth now. Joss and Trina are still friends. I didn't know this. I thought they just kind of were acquaintances that kind of kind of casually hung out with each other. And Trina didn't even live at the dorm anymore, but apparently she does. Uh, <laughs> well, apparently they both live there, but they just don't go stay there that much. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you're, if you need to find Jocelyn, she'll be at Dex's house. And if you need to find Trina, she'll, I guess, be at the dorm now that she doesn't need to hide from the hook. Well, and you remember, too, when the hook thing was going on and Jocelyn was encouraged to come home for her safety and mm. Trina got kicked out. They didn't give up their dorm. No. They held on to it. No, no, no. It As a matter of fact. saying that in the story. As a matter of fact, Joss and Dex really needed to open up a window at some point in that dorm. No kidding, right? <laughs> Just the smell of stink. Remember, remember, remember when I had mono mine? I was like sick for like three weeks. Oh my goodness. Just, it wasn't pleasant. Oh gosh, man. I was worried about you back then. I didn't die. You had, guys, he had mono so bad he could hardly even lift his head off the pillow. He had mono bad. I was very sick. Yeah. I got over it, though. Yeah, you got over it. It didn't save your semester in college, though, that's for sure. No, no, it took it took like a month, but whatever. Yeah. I'm fine. Well, yeah. And look at that, well, I can still talk, and I can still have a dynamic voice. I can oh, still, gosh, I can still turn Think about how all, long ago that was, sweetheart. Uh, shoot, 2000s, probably four or five. Long time ago. It's a long time ago. Yep, coming up in 20 years. But again, hey, everybody, I'm fine. Hey. Oh. Okay, here we go. Spoon Island was bought uh, bought 
from the city of Port Charles in 1882 by Washington Windham. He built his dream home, Windermere. Oh, wow. <laughs> and apparently there's a Wyndham's Department Store in Fort Charles at some point as well. Wyndham's Department Store is yeah. where Laura and Luke go spend the night in it. And they, oh, I, that's my, that's my, oh, well, favorite, there you go. That's my favorite Luke and Laura story. So the family, I don't know why they're running. I don't remember, but yeah. they spent the night in Windermere's Department in Store. Windham's. Yeah, there and, you go. And they and they go um, and they go dancing down the aisle. And Laura has on this beautiful pink gown that she put on and from the store. It's supposed to be like a high end, a high end kind of department store, like a, right? Like, a, like 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 not even like a like a Bloomingdale's, right? Yes, like a Nordstrom kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Macy's. Yeah. Even better than Macy's. Better than Macy's. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the stores are gone, actually. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much Sears is like dried up completely. Anyway. Well, you know, the high-end stores yeah. are gone, too. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Is there any dealers left? Probably back east. Ain't no dealers on the east oh, coast. Gosh, I don't know. On Maybe in some coast, sort of, like, like on like Fifth Avenue or something. <laughs> or like a Capwell's. Remember Capwell's? Yeah. Um, Liberty dancing, House. Dancing, dancing, dancing in the store. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that scene. I remember it very clearly. In fact, I can even see them dancing down the hallway. Wow. Well, there you go. So the, the family that opened Wyndham's department store also, you know, the patriarch back in the 1800s, I guess, built his castle. And made it Windermere. And named it Windermere. It all makes perfect sense. If only the history of GH was so clear nowadays. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say that Joss and Trina were friends. So that's nice. It's good that they can have conversations. I'm looking forward to them having a just a drop down drag out fight about something at some point, though. I thought that maybe Trina might not be. I think she's just kind of like let Josh off the hook completely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think Josh is ne was necessarily a super great friend. No. <laughs> when she was going through some of her stuff. Not really. Not really. <laughs> Joss is wrapped up in her own stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> It'll be fine. Eventually they'll they'll have a split about something. About 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 Dex, about Spencer, about something. I don't know. But you know, Joss telling telling Trina, you know, maybe you should just take it slow. <laughs> it just kind of made me chuckle. That okay. made me laugh too, girl. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, uh, you, oh, that's easy, right, Joss? Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, Joss, Joss feels very selfish, says Kaiwan. Uh, Melissa says they'll fight over, hey, Melissa, uh, they'll fight over Spencer, or Trina will get mad and defend Cam or some issue. Or maybe Cameron will start dating Esme and, jo and Trina will be like, it's fine. And Joss will be like, what? No. How dare you? You can't do that. And there we go. Mm. I don't know. I guess that's a very carly reaction. You, for a while? you know. Are they going to keep Esme the way she is for a while and try to really make her like really completely redeemed? I think that's what they're going to do. Make her boring. Well, not It'll totally redeemed. You know, you know the, 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 uh, what they're going to do with her is they're going to do what they did with her. What they did with the uh, with the Franco. He's redeemed, good guy, find himself, you know, paired with a with a Weber that everybody loves. But every once in a while, he will lock Elizabeth's rapist in a cage in a basement and keep food just out of his reach. 
You know? I was good, wasn't it? <laughs> I loved it. When he put him in that cage, I loved it. Angela, they're not teenage girls. They are their young, early 20s, late 19s. I understand that 19 ends in teen, but they're grown adults. And I expect them to be mature, responsible, and always make the right choice. This is a soap after all. Well, but I'm kidding. Uh, I'm yeah, kidding. come on, come on. But, oh, but it's so fun to be sarcastic. But there is a big difference between a 17 year old, 19 year old person. <laughs> There's a lot of growth in those two years. I don't. I, I just like. To, I just like to pick on it. Uh, the fact that 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 you know, oh, they're just teenagers because they're, they're young adults. To me, they're young adults. They're young too. adults. Yes, they're in college. They're in second year of college. Okay, that's that's you know that's old enough to. If you can vote and you can go get yourself killed overseas. In 19? <laughs> well, shit, you ought to be an adult, huh? <laughs> if you could buy cigarettes. <laughs> I guess you can't anymore. They moved that to 21, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know either. I stopped smoking. I, I stopped paying attention. Oh, I was so happy that Matt quit smoking. It was so dumb, huh? And and Chad, I'll tell you, I've no, I've no, I've no, no problem admitting how stupid I am picking up smoking at the ripe age of 26. What? What? How did I not get started at seven like a normal human? Anyway. <laughs> well, it's kind of true. I started smoking when I was 14. Yeah, you know. I stopped smoking about the same time Matt started. I stopped smoking when I was 27. I mean, she didn't stop when I started. because she, she It was the same year is, is what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what she's saying. Because yes. uh, she, she, because if she were, if I were to be to have started at twenty six and she would have stopped at twenty seven, then my mom would have having given birth to me at one years old, and that didn't happen. No, no. But yeah, I, that that's when I quit though. Melissa, when I was twenty seven, wants to know if I smoked because of peer pressure. I smoked out of curiosity, out of stupid, idiotic curiosity. I went through the Dare program, you know, say no to drugs, smoking is bad. Drink in moderation. Don't do heroin. You know, the basics, right? The basics. Don't shoot anything into your veins. It's a poor, poor choice unless the doctor does it. You know? You know? So I did all that. And so, so I was like, oh, smoking well, health and safety, right? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. But then I grew up, right? I grew up and I wondered. You know, people drink. It makes them feel this way. People smoke. Why do people smoke? Why do people do the thing that gets them super addicted and sick? Like what is the what is the benefit part? What is the part that 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 makes you want to continue? What is that? Nobody ever explained that to me in Dare. Nobody ever said, "Oh, you do this and make you dizzy for about five seconds, and you're gonna like it." But that's only gonna last two weeks, and then you're just only gonna try to fend off the crave. Mm -hmm. Nobody explained it to me like that. So for those first two weeks, I'm like, "Oh, I totally get it. I get it. I get it. I understand why people do this." And then after those first two weeks were up. I was just fending off the crave and no longer getting the spike, the enjoyment. I was just trying to not be frustrated over not smoking anymore. And that lasted for years. And then I stopped. Didn't you quit? I quit. It was challenging, though. It was challenging. If anything, picking up smoking at 26 proved to me that I do not have the capacity to go party anywhere. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> if, if I could fall addicted to cigarettes in a week... There ain't no way I could put anything more intense in my body. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Hollywood. Yeah, I want to quit smoking when I was 27 because I started, I I 
you know, I used to, I was asthmatic as a baby, as a child. My, my asthma was gone pretty much by the time I was 44 or five, mm -hmm. but it would return if I got ill. Yeah. If I got ill, it would return. And then when I got better, your bronchitis, chest cut, whatever, get a little touch of asthma. And then when I got better, it would be gone. Yeah. Well, then one time I got sick. And then when I got better, the asthma stayed. And I was in my late 20s. Mm -hmm. I went to the doctor. And I don't know why this worked on me. And people hear this kind of stuff all the time. But I, I don't know. It really just, I just, it honed in on me. Mm -hmm. So I go to the doctor and I'm young, you know, I'm in my 20s. And I, they said, well, yeah, this is asthma. This is asthma. And they gave me, I wind up being on all kinds of medication and all this crap and stuff. And the doctor told me, you know, your lungs are like 40. He says, that's what your lungs behave like. Like you're about 40. Oh, you he says, when you're 40, he says, when you're 40, your lungs are going to be like one of someone that's 60. He says, when you're 60, eh, don't worry about it. You'll be dead from smoking by then. Oh, my goodness. You can't say that in 2023. You'll get sued now. <laughs> and that doctor was just like, that's just the facts, Catherine. Mm -hmm. And okay. I don't know, man. It totally But works. that kind of stuff works well on me, though. Yeah. Don't dilly-dally. Don't dance around things. Just tell me the you facts. You're going to be dead in 30 years. Stop it. Well, I okay. tell you. <laughs> I didn't quit that day, yeah. but within a few months I was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, um, so there's a little insight into our personal lives. If, you, if you're a smoker, you know, try to stop. That's all. You you know, you know. And if you don't want to, then you're going to you're gonna be yelling at the screen right now going, no, you don't tell me what to do. It just means you're not ready. That's all. Oh, yeah. Like my own brother, you guys. My own brother. He's two years younger than me. My brother told me that can't cigarettes do not cause cancer it's okay it's all right but he's trying to convince himself that yeah, whatever he's, he's gonna make his own choices in any case and our own and our own dad died of lung cancer you know it is what it is <laughs> people make their choices it's fine it's well, not for us to broadcast on the internet saying hey what a strange choice <laughs> but we did it's fine Bye. it's our own personal self hey everybody uh, so the chat will not let go of the discussion as to whether or not Joss is a good friend or a bad friend. It really, it, it lines up just like the Nina, um, Nina, oh gosh, Carly uh, situation Carly? where, you know, whoever you liked more at the start is who you, you know, if you're, if you're a big Joss fan, you think that she's great. If you're not a big Joss fan, you're like, yeah, she's a terrible friend. It's interesting. It really is interesting. I, I, I see. Well. I can't say I'm a bigger Josh fan than I, I don't think I have a preference between the two of them. Not really. Between Josh and However, Jeremy? yeah, mm -hmm. I really don't. However, has, Josh has not been a great friend. She's been a, you know, it's, I wouldn't say that she's um, so horrible that she should just like not be friends with her anymore, but she has not been a great friend through all this. She's been there she to listen. a lot. She's been there to be like, oh, yeah, okay, that's going on in your life. That sucks. And I think that's she's probably so about the extent busy. of it, right? Yeah, she's been so busy playing with dicks. Yeah. She doesn't notice everything else <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, she's there to be in her heart. She's there. I've got friends. i got family. She's she's very much like Carly. She's just very much like Carly. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, she, she is. Like Joss. 
You like Jazz? You like Carly? She's so much like her mom. You know, she really is. She really is. Because it's because if you were to take a look at her life from her point of view and perspective, there's absolutely nothing wrong with her choices, with everything. You know, Willow said she didn't want Nina to be your mom, so I'm just going to hold on to that. Perfectly reasonable from my point of view and my perspective of my life. Um, I can't let anybody know that I knew that anything about Nell and stuff, because they're going to think that I threw off a frickin' cliff, so I'll just keep that a secret. Nobody needs to know that. Perfectly reasonable, perfectly justified. Mm -hmm. Hey, my son Michael needs an influx of money. I'm just going to buy a bunch of stock. Perfectly reasonable and perfectly justified from Carly's point of view. It's very easy to do, and you can do it with Jocelyn, too. Well, I think that whole thing isn't done. That's not done, Bruin. Um, Carly's, Carly and um, Drew are going to have some problem still circled around all that mm -hmm. don't you think yeah 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 oh yeah it's only a matter of time because nina's gonna be like oh you're dating drew and then ned's gonna be like oh valentine's dead if i get rid of drew then i can be ceo again you know it's entirely possible i don't know it's it's so weird how they play ned sometimes because sometimes he wants to be edward and sometimes he wants to be ned um and it's just it's it's weird sometimes but don't you think by the time he gets around with that by the time he gets around to that, Valentine will be found not to be dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll be back. They'll be back before you know it. Well, that's around the corner. filming the Valley View Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Has Trina been a friend to Joss with what's going on with her family? Shouts Angela to the to the, to the the masses. Um, I don't know. I think So, here, yes, you can take that other perspective as well. Trina hasn't really super been there for Joss either. When it comes down to it, this friendship is just kind of busting. They're growing apart, Mother. They are! You know how they always say, like, like, like girls before boys or whatever? Because, I don't know, because bros before hoes is what, what guys have. I don't know what, like, sisters before misters? Is that what it is? Chicks before dicks. There we go. I heard that one. <laughs> hey, this is not flagged for children, so whatever you want, Mother. Um... Uh, so, yeah, yeah. so um, I, I feel like they might be violating that because it, it's entirely possible that the D's might be coming before the chicks right now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I think I think that, yeah, that friendship is just kind of drying out. They're going to become Alexis Maybe and not. Diane before you know it, where they just keep on saying, oh, we're great friends, but they only have lunch every six weeks to just swap what's going on in their lives. But as... But to me, at a certain age in your life, like like the two of them, mm -hmm. having lunch together every six weeks is enough to keep that friendship strong, strong, strong. When you're 60. Not when you're 20. When you're 20, these exactly. friends are in your life every day. I remember it being in like high school versus now, you know? I've got friends. I agree. I've got friends that I talk to once a week, if that. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like, like your sister and her two best friends, mm -hmm. they are, they, they like do this video conference thing back and forth all day long. Not anymore. I don't have friends yeah, like that do. anymore. Melissa still does. Yeah, that. I don't, I don't, I don't have friends like that. Well, congratulations to my sister for that. So, you know, good work on maintaining those close knit, always in contact relationships. I mean, like, 
they are like in each other's life still, like in it, in it, the daily, mm-hmm. like, you yeah, know, no, what do I, I get? Once, do once I, I get this I purple one or do I get this lavender one? This kind of crap. You know, once I left school, you know, it's it, back in the day, you know, if, if somebody changed their lunch period, that's it for the friendship. Uh, we went to different schools. <laughs> that's it for the friendship. It's so funny because when you watch television shows that are set in like high school and stuff, right? And it's like, oh man, I'm moving across town. We can't date anymore. Oh, we don't go to the same school. And I'm like, just drive across town and go see the kid. Just go after school and go see the kid. But from like the adult perspective, you're like, who cares? Just go after work. Um, but to but a kid, it's adult, it's the end of the world. It is. It is. But in adults, though, in adults, I find this to be true. <laughs> if you have you have that work buddy that you share everything with, yeah. When that work buddy leaves the company. That friendship's kind of over. It is. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And if it's not over, it's because you have really decided that it won't be over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I totally get that perspective as well. I mean, there was definitely people that I was very close to uh, working in Fremont. And now that I'm in Los Angeles, I... <laughs> I don't talk to nobody. I get it. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with what you do outside of work. If you talk to this person outside of the office, then they're not just a work friend. Right. But if you only talk to them when you're at work, then that's pretty much uh, where the relationship lives. But you could, but you can be very close to somebody that you only talk to at work. Yeah. yeah. You can. Mm-hmm. 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 And I have work relationships that I've kept, but I've had, but the only reason why I've kept them and the only reason why I'm able to keep keep them is because i continue to cultivate them yeah so that's what jocelyn and trini need it's to do work. they need to continue to remember to cultivate this friendship uh now there's also people who are saying no oh, but they're not growing apart um they're just kind of in their own lives right now but they always come back to the center to to meet and to pow wow um joss was oh, was was the only true friend to trina during the trial took her to that bar talked to oz did all kinds of stuff for Trina. Mm-hmm. So, hey. Yeah. So, hey. You know, maybe just too much time has passed for me to be thinking about those moments. Angela says she's had the same best friend since sixth grade, so congratulations on that. You've been holding on to yours since like the 10th um, or 11th, right? Um, My two best friends have been my best friends since I was 14. There you go. Since Ninth, I was grade. Like Ninth grade. Ninth grade. The, the three of us are still very close friends and and one of us lives farther away we even have matching tattoos the three of us yeah they're the type of people to be like susan sarandon and uh goldie hahn in that banger sisters movie anyway 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 um wouldn't do spencer and esme start getting close oh my gosh daisy always trying to stir the spot when it comes stir the pot when it comes to splitting up I can't speak. That's a possibility, but it won't happen quickly. But it's a possibility. <laughs> Give it two or three years. She's got to date Cameron first. That's obviously on the way. Um, Remember what I said yeah. that that can't that I think that Spencer and Trino. Well, you know they're going to be they are a super couple, but they're going to be a super married couple someday. But they won't get married for another two years or so, and they've got to have something to pry them apart first. They're going to have to break up. Mm, this the Sprina fandom up. believes with their whole hearts that Trina and Spencer are going to get married soon as a matter of convenience so Spencer can get custody of the baby. They're going to do a uh, Michael Willow repeat. 
Well, I got to marry could somebody. Be. Could be. But there could be also this. And this is what I thought of Uncle Victor this week. Because Laura and Spencer pretty much told him, uh, I licked him like a booger and said, ah, we don't need you. <laughs> well, maybe baby Ace will come up missing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can totally see it. I can totally see Victor just continuing to walk down the hallway. You're just so so strong and so beautiful, young man. We're just into the into the elevator. Oh yes, I'm just gonna push the button and the doors close. Oh, you're safe with me, lad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because that kind of in a way, Spencer and and, and Laura kind of like rubbed it in his face a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I don't know because Spencer right? is still kind of. It's still, Spencer still doesn't quite understand the depths of the depravity that exists within his uncle Victor. No, he, he doesn't. He still sees him as 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 a dangerous ally to a degree. I mean, he's a little more weary of him after his experience with Cyrus in jail, but still not quite enough to be like Victor. You stay out of my life. Not quite. He wanted to. He's like, I want to get separated from this Aunt Alexis. What do I do? And she's like, You can't. You're a dude. Um. You know, <laughs> so I think that's the extent of it now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll see. What, I just don't see. I just don't see. I mean, it's it's soap opera. They're not going to just have Spencer take the baby. Oh, look, I got a car seat. I'm already. Oh, no, 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 no. That's it. So Diana showed up at the very last moment of Friday. So we don't know where this baby is winding up right now. And since Diane showed up, it sounds like it's going to go live with Sonny. You know, like, wouldn't that be something? Listen, listen, listen. I, I've, been, I've been privy to all the fighting, all right? There's, there's so many people are dead, and this baby is innocent, all right? This baby is innocent. This is my mm. my daughter's son's brother, and I'm going to take care of this kid. Or my sister's son's brother. That's what it is. My sister's son's brother. <laughs> yeah. Or sometime, I'm related to this child, and Diane has made sure that I have custody. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! Like Jax took Spencer. Oh, I don't know that Jax took. Sp I had a dream that Jax was on the show again, Mom. Why did I dream you that Jax? Was yes. Listen, I, I barely remember my dreams, and this one is crashing into my brain right now as we're live podcasting. I had a dream that Jax was back on the show, like he was did like a day. He showed up and had a scene with Jocelyn. I don't know why I dreamed of Jax. How strange. You're more likely to see Jerry Jacks on back on the show I than know, you are right? <laughs> Jasper Jacks. <laughs> That's who Mason's working for. Jasper Jacks has gone all the um, way when it comes to a new identity. He Jerry changed Jacks his face. On, um, now he's changed his gender. Jerry Jacks is on Yellowstone 1923. J E R I Jacks. Yeah, the actor. What's that guy, dude's name? Sebastian Sebastian Roche. Yes, he's on nineteen twenty three, and he plays a nasty son of a gun. With Harrison Ford, is that the Harrison Ford show? He plays. He plays it. That's my Harrison Ford impression. Well, that's it. You know what? Harrison Ford talks so much like that. He was hard to understand in 1923, honestly. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm only doing this because I just want the money. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being on set. I don't want to be an actor anymore. Indiana Jones, my ass. <laughs> bringing me back in to crack that whip again. How many times do I got to do this? G D S H I T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> uh, you know, I'm a celebrity impersonator. Right? That's what I do at Vegas. Let's get over here. Actually. <laughs> 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 uh, Ingo will never be allowed back with capital letters since Angela. Of course, he sued the show. There's no way he's invited or inviting him back. No, no, no. ABC said, so I got some. ABC said, so I got an F for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Australian and I'm looking for a job. Um, what if Jasper Jacks came back to town? Um, what if Jasper Jacks died in a plane crash on the way back to town? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if even they went this far and did a paternity test on 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 jocelyn she ain't really a jace you're really aj's what really get rid of you're them. michael's full-blooded <laughs> sister oh <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> hey kelly public over welcome 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 to the 10th floor it's me matt and me oh. hey, kelly. so how long is it going to be before obrecht just stabs scotty what she imagined Scotty and she broke up with him. Doggone it. I don't know if that was a breakup. She just said she needed space. Get. Go. Oh, I think she Move broke on. up Get with him. Get out of here for now. I need to think. I think she's done with him. I think she's not going to forgive Scotty. I think she might be breaking so up with him. Elizabeth. Kid. Like she found somebody to place all of her anger. She sure did. And we saw shadows of our oh brett didn't we you know i wish i wish that uh, carly had caught a little bit of that heat but it's okay it's okay it's fine it's fine she's giving it to she's giving it to elizabeth and i really appreciate that elizabeth like took it in stride like if if lisa were to come up and deck her like just break her nose then of course elizabeth's gonna be like all right that's a little too much obrecht but getting she slapped, slapped her pretty good, though. she slapped her pretty good yeah but then the subsequent i i i admire the maturity of elizabeth baldwin now i'm sure there's going to be millions of people out there that's like no hit get hit go beat that b word up i'm sure i am sure but i appreciate like the i mean of all the things at least obrecht of all people could have done to me getting a slap to the face for this i'm gonna take that i did that i deserved that to a degree I'm just going to take it for what it is. I'm not going to be like, oh, how dare you? Because this is Lisa Lobrecht we're talking about. I do not want to get chained to a bed in a cabin and have that cabin lit on fire. So I'm going to take the hit. And I kind of appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. She was married to Franco. She knows what Liesl can do. Yeah. That's kind of what, that, ooh, that's an interesting aspect of Elizabeth. I want Elizabeth to be more capable of, of understanding like the depths of people. Because of her marriage to Franco. <laughs> and because she was brainwashed by her own parents. Like, she she should become, like, an expert at knowing the dark places that people could go. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. Start writing mm -hmm. it, Ma. Start writing it. So, is, um, I don't know what made me think of this. So do you think Mason has some kind of medical degree of some kind he to might. take care of Carl Nicholas can't do nothing? He might. Or they just got a doctor. I don't know. Was, was Olivia Jerome a doctor? They got another doctor. I don't know. There's doctors all over General Hospital. Hmm. Maybe Andre's doing it. I don't know. Uh, who, who, who's a doctor that's fallen off the show? Um, let's see. Who's not on the show anymore? Um, Dr. Dr. Corbin Burnson. Dr. Lucas? Lucas. Hey, there we go. Lucas. Yeah, Lucas is is, is up to no good. Lucas is Burton played Carly's dad. Yes, I'm, I'm sure he's dead. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Carly's dad is dead. Corbin <laughs> Burton is not. 
Well, yes, I know that. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it could be Lucas. Lucas, Lucas needs a story. Lucas could be like, hey, you know what? This is my, this is my adoptive sister's cousin or something. Which makes him my cousin. I'm going to say Nicholas. Or nephew? I don't understand the relationship between Nicholas and Carly. I don't know. Is there one? I don't know. Nicholas, Bobby. See, I keep on, you know what I do? I keep on continuing Laura to be in the Spencer clan genetically. And I need to stop. And she is not. She's not. I constantly do that. I'm like, well, she's related to Bobby and Bobby's related to Laura. No, no, no. Bobby's not related to Laura. <laughs> they were sister-in-laws for That's a very it. long time. But not anymore. That's it. Like I said last week, legally, they ain't nothing together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, are, are we fighting with Angela again in the chat? What's going on here? What did, what did you say this time, Angela? <laughs> uh, Stephen Lars was a doctor, so maybe Stephen Lars is out there. There we go. He's in the jailhouse, isn't he? Yeah. He can. He, oh, Griffin, Griffin, Griff, Griffin's too busy having a happy life with with Ellie Spinelli. I saw people going, "Hey, what happened to that storyline with Ellie and Griffin?" And I, I, I didn't break their little hearts, but I'll break everybody's hearts here and say that that was just a fun little Easter egg thing, like that wasn't a storyline. That they were starting. Well, I don't want it to be Easter egg. I want Griffin to come back, and I want Anna to figure it out that that's her kid with Boo. It would be great. Yes! I, think they, I think if they were to bring back Griffin right now, they would have to recast. Oh, because he's too busy. He's busy. He's on Entertainment Tonight and stuff. Like even 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 uh, um, Ryan Lavery <laughs> had to leave Entertainment Tonight to come back to GH. Oh, okay. he's still pumping oh. out Christmas Hallmark movies, though. Let me tell you. Because you know what, a Christmas Hallmark movie only takes about two or three weeks to do. Yeah. So when they're little hiatuses, they do so often all throughout the year where they have like what three so or they just, four they at just least. Run off and, and just shoot a movie real quick. Yes, that's really cool. I want that life, Ma. How do I get that life? I they wanna, do. I want to write for General Hospital, and when I have a writer's hiatus, I want to write a Hallmark Christmas movie. I could pump those out. All you need is all you need is a successful businesswoman who has a cold heart and a prince from Europe. That's all you need in a winter small town. Boom, 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 boom. Then they meet, and then they, and then they're like, "Ooh, I don't like you. You're so prim and proper, and oh, well, you're a stuck-up bitch," you know. And then, and then, and then by the end of it, you know, they're like baking scones together and giving it to the public. It's it's, it's so yeah. formulaic and easy. I could do it. Yeah, doing some big community service thing. Or, or it's Christmas. No, the other. If one of the screenwriters of this mo of these movies happens to come across this podcast and hear me say it's easy and formulaic, I want you to understand that I I know that it's probably not that easy. But I still want to do it. So give me a job. Thanks. <laughs> Hallmark movies have fifteen. Josh days Richards' wife wrote that first cowboy Christmas movie. Really? Wow. Yeah. She just popped out another baby too. It's very tiny. It's a real newborn. It's a it's real, a real, newborn. real newborn, not a six-month-old newborn. It's yeah, a really, not, a new, really... not a newborn that can like play with speed already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not a newborn that's going to sit up and look around. Oh, yeah. hey, Dad! <laughs> so you Probably finally walked into my life. <laughs> I love making fun. Now, I love making fun of. Um, I love making it fun about the size of the baby. Um, that Willow has. I'm not really doing it for the ace thing because it's 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 too much. Like the joke came and went 
with uh, Amelia. Yeah. Because when you have a second giant baby, it's just normal practice now. But the first one, oh my God, I'm going to say that that baby is just enrolled in PCU probably for the next year. Uh, (laughs) You know, like, don't worry about Amelia. Amelia's already off to college. Looking for a quality preschool, huh? They're at least doing doing that. And they should maybe they should work this into the story. You know, maybe this is what Victor's trying to work work his way around. What he's trying to solve the big problem in Port Charles that's bubbling underneath the surface is the mutant babies that are being born in Port Charles now. Just the gigantic, like fourteen inch long, which is a giant baby, right? Fourteen is too much for a baby. Fourteen, 14 inch inches baby? is it's a two foot. That's a baby? short baby, honey. Oh, gosh, all right, a thirty six inch baby. The average length of a newborn child is 18 inches. Okay, so then um, a, a 32-inch baby. Okay. Got a 32-inch baby that weighs 25, no, 20 pounds, 22 pounds, three ounces. That's a big baby, right? A fat, long baby. <laughs> okay, good. All right, great. So that's all the babies that are being born in Port Charles now. Excellent. <laughs> and that's what Victor's trying to there's something wrong there's something in the air maybe it's in the wheat I don't know what it is just yet but I know the answer is somewhere <laughs> engraved in these diamonds that are scattered across the world remember there's engravings you know wasn't there like a location engraved in the diamonds or something there were some clues in the diamonds yeah, there was there we go there I don't go. even know where the diamonds are yeah, now. Yeah. Where are the diamonds? <laughs> the, 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 yeah, you know, they, they looked at the diamonds. They're like, oh, there's some etchings in I here. I remember, but where are they now? Oh, I don't know. Uh, they're hidden away somewhere safe. Uh, Holly Robert has them, them hidden, huh? Holly Robert Randall? has them hidden. Robert has them hidden, yes. Robert, because she's like, oh, here you go, Robert. He's my, yeah, I'm totally okay. I'm not actually on fire. This was our plan that you didn't tell Diane about. And then reinforced by lying to Diane's face about it. Just this week. Yeah. <laughs> I like it to see they had Robert and Diane together, though, having a little Metro Court uh, breakfast. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I, I really, I really, I, I understand that Carolyn Hennessy as an actress might be a little polarizing to some of the um, uh, more extreme thinking uh, viewers out there, you know, because you know, she, she's a brash lady who speaks her mind, you know, so there's a lot of people out there that's like, oh, she's mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, she isn't. Huh? She's real she's real yeah she's a real lady i like um, her and i bring i appreciate the realness that she brings to diane miller where alexis shows up and she's like Ooh, and then diane's just like it's breakfast <laughs> am i supposed to am i supposed to not like i don't know am i supposed to not like alexis because i don't uh is this a recent development did you use like her before no it's kind of been this way this is what this this is what gets me about alexis's character just seems so hoity-toity pretentious to me they should just rename her karen i don't know (laughs) i don't know like I don't know if she's a Karen, Ma, but you know what I'm talking about though? The snootiness? I, I get it. Um I don't know if she's necessarily supposed to be like a bull, but she's supposed to be like Aaron Brockovich, you know, like the champion for the Yeah, people. I guess. I just I don't know. Maybe not like her, but you're supposed to root for her success. Because her success is going to be usually something that's beneficial to the public. The she's, community. The community. She's at least she's a good per you didn't see the show um, The Good Place, and you should, because it's great. 
I think you would like it. That's Ted Danson, right? Ted Danson. Yeah. Ted Danson is in it. Your sister says he's a good looking old man. Yeah. She really likes him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, By the way, Melissa says that you're not wrong. Alexis is a soccer mom. Just so you know. (laughs) Just so you're aware. (laughs) There's been a a few scenes when I do like her. But when I, I guess professionally, I don't like her. When she's doing her profession, I don't like uh-huh. her. It's, it's, it's totally okay. I think that she's just uh, not necessarily likable, just cheerable. You want her to succeed. It's it's all good. It's all good. But anyway, The Good Place. The Good Place. There's this one character. Because uh, you, you have The Good Place and you have The Bad mm-hmm. Place. Right? That's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, they, they have it set up. So there was actually only one person in all of existence that was a royal B word. Right? But mm-hmm. developed an app or something that saved an entire hemisphere from starvation or something. And okay. so cosmically, even though she was just a horrible C-U-N-T to everybody. Um, oh, God, Matt. <laughs> I should edit that out. I'm sorry, you guys. That was too much. Um, I can't edit it out. We're live. Oh, YouTube, don't. Anyway, so even though she was a horrible person on this hand, she did something that just really, like, set the world right in this hand. And so she wound up in mm-hmm. the medium place. Oh, she wound up in the purgatory. Yeah, but she was the only <laughs> resident there. <laughs> oh. So, um, anyway. So, uh, what's that tell you? That oh, people are Alexis. really all good or all bad? <laughs> I'm sorry? Does that tell you that people are really all good or all oh, bad? no. See, you, once you get into the, to the mythology of the show, you'll find out that a lot of people go into the bad place because it's really hard to karmically be a good person in how the world is structured. And not because you're making poor choices and selfish choices, but simple things like I'm going to buy a dozen roses for my wife has implications down the line because those roses were cultivated by people who are being underpaid and under appreciated for their job who came from a country because of some sort of war torn this that or the other thing so even though you are doing this nice gesture for your wife the ripple effect came from all of these negative things or could potentially cause these negative things because all of these behaviors are now going to persist because you have purchased these anyway you'd have to watch the show to really get into like the mythology behind good place versus bad place and all that kind of stuff but basically it was next to impossible to get into the good place because it's just not that simple anymore in the world. Okay. okay. Back, back, back in the day, you know, back in, you know, you, if you wanted to give flowers to your loved one, it's because you went and got seeds and planted them and cultivated it and grew them and pulled them Uh and gave them. Like there's no other part of this chain of some maybe potentially terrible atrocity that happened in order for you to actually get these flowers. Anyway, wildness, wildness, and nothing to do with General Hospital. No. (laughs) What does the chat say? (laughs) Ah, The chat says that Kelly is correct. Well, good job, Kelly, for being right. I don't know what you're right about, but good job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sam McCall is Lucas Jones' sister. They have the same father, and Nicholas Cassidine is her cousin. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Um... The jokes about okay, so jokes about the giant baby. People are done with them, and people want them. It's very strange. I don't understand why GH is so polarizing. It's so weird. It is so weird. <laughs> Even jokes about giant babies. Some people are like, "Oh, let's be done with them." Other people are like, "No, we should be able to joke as much as we want." 
Oh, God. Oh, man. What other important thing do we need? Well, to if about? I see a porta potty over at Laura's house next week, you know, a little uh, po- potty for a baby uh-huh. at Laura's house next week. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna sort us up ace really 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 quickly oh speaking of ace i did a little pre pre-show poll that's gonna be something i'm trying to do um in the waiting room so if you guys want to join a few minutes before the broadcast starts you can wean off of maurice bernard's state of mind come on over here to the 10th floor and answer the poll question the poll question this week mother was do you like the name ace for the new baby cassidine and i'm gonna tell you ma at the time I don't know what the audience is going to... I don't know what the chat's going to think right now, but at the time, 71% said no. They were anti-Ace? 71% said no, I don't like the name Ace. I like the name Ace. I think think the name Ace is just fine. However, I don't know if I like Ace on a birth certificate necessarily, but I love it. Aston? Aston? <laughs> they could go they could name aristotle and call him ace aristotle now that's a good cast name there you go you know I, so here's the thing though i don't know so spencer 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 this is not your child okay spencer spencer this is not your baby spencer right you are not this baby's father you are not this baby's guardian you are not planning this child's life to the letter and you can't just say, I don't like the name Ace. I'm going to change it. It's not a, it, this baby is a person. This baby is not an object that Esme gave birth to. This is not something that your father has bequeathed to you in his death. Ace is a human. And you can't just go, eh, he needs something better than Ace. He's not a dog. All right. Can't just change it. And even then, we had a dog. We couldn't change it. Dog was going to be Tito forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't think Ace is... Uh, I, I, I could totally... See, he could name him anything he wants. That just couldn't... That doesn't mean that people won't call him Ace. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. Sure. Um, Lee is saying Ace is short for Asa, which is honor of Asa Buchanan on One Life to Live. Maybe. Um, I like the I like how it, um, it came from Esme being like, oh, you're my ace in the hole. You're going to get me out of this, my little ace in the hole. Originally, and then she just dropped. Before she even felt connected to him. Yeah. And then she dropped the in the hole part and just referred to the baby as Ace, Ace, Ace. You know, you and me, Ace. Da, da, da. And that's where the relationship began to develop when she named the baby when the baby started moving and she could feel the baby moving and then she named the baby her feelings about him were completely different and that is something that i'm just a hole anymore that is you know that that is an aspect of of being alive that a man is never going to understand a biological man at least you know one that is incapable of having a child and i guess to the women too who are also you know it's it's so hard to make sure that i'm use inclusive language ma it really is very challenging sometimes Anyway, that's an aspect of life that uh, a number of people are never going to experience or understand. And it would be really fascinating to, you know, because that bond forms because you got this whole human inside of you for months, like almost a year. You've got this whole entire human inside of you that you are aware of. You sure are. You are aware of this wriggling thing inside of you. I want to imagine at all times. 
maybe while you're distracted watching the TV show you're really into or making sure you're reading the directions on the back of the, the macaroni box well, you're not paying attention. But for the most part, you got to always know that thing is in there. Am I, There's am I not a moment that you, <laughs> I, you are not wrong. In my, in my, I think, it, I don't know. I don't know that everybody's this way, but yeah. You just yeah I, I was, I was always aware every second that Constant. I was pregnant. I was pregnant. So that means that that relationship between mother and child has started because you already know this kid. This kid is, is, is a real thing. A real, yes. real thing. And you are aware mm -hmm. of it, tangibly, physically aware of it, which is something that your husband cannot be tangibly, physically aware of in the same way that you would. Right. You, I, I see you're pregnant. I touch the belly. I can feel the movement. But I am not constantly aware. I am not always thinking no. about, let me take a very careful turn around this corner so I don't bump into it. I'm not thinking about that stuff. Mm -hmm. So when you put yourself in that point of view, when you put yourself in that mindset, you put yourself in SMA's shoes to a degree, even with absolutely no memory of anything whatsoever, a blank slate pregnant. The only thing that Esme has really ever known is Ace. It's true. Intimately, closely is Ace. So honestly, you got to feel bad for her. To to be in the final stages of the pregnancy, to go through such a traumatic birth, to remember absolutely nothing that's going on, and to ultimately have Spencer come in and be like, well, you're not going to have the baby. You're not mm -hmm. going to take the baby into prison. Well, what do you mean? I thought I was allowed to. You keep, Like, taking the only thing away from Esme that mm -hmm. she has any sort of connection to right now. It's sad. Mm -hmm. It's super sad. It's super sad. Now, when you well, put all of that history into it, maybe it's less sad. But from this point of view alone, super sad. Grandma Laura's going to help her. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. A hundred percent. Grandmother Laura is going to help her. <laughs> and Grandmother Laura actually knows what it's like to have your child, a Cassidyne heir, just ripped from your arms pretty much. <laughs> it happened to her. <laughs> now, Melissa says right. that that's why um, women uh, complain so much to their husbands is so they understand very clearly <laughs> the relationship and the challenges that the mother has to go through. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, Tyrone thinks that Esme should keep her baby and Spencer forgot that she has amnesia. don't necessarily think the prison's the right place for the baby no even if the prison allows the baby to be there for three months or whatever it's it's not the best move no i don't think the baby should be there at all no no I but i don't that. think that the i don't think that spencer should be trying to erase esme from the baby that's what it seems like he's going to try to do currently he's going to erase esme and treat her as if she was a test tube yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's really de dehumanized Esme in his mind, uh, which I get. I understand. Esme put all of these people through a ringer. Old Esme did. Esme sure with did. memories did this. It's, 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 I don't know what it is, Mom, because I, I feel, I feel a certain similar feelings when uh, it comes to my experiences with family members who have, all, who have had Alzheimer's as well, where when you're in a particular state of mind, when you can't really remember what's going on, like, it's very difficult for me to... I don't know, 
um, see you exactly as the exact same person as you were before all of this stuff happened. Because you're not. You're in a different phase of your life. Maybe you're younger, maybe you're older, maybe you're totally aware of what's happening right now. But most of the time you're 15, most of the time you're 27. Like, you're just, you're just not that person anymore. And so it's difficult for me to be like, oh, golly, gee, gee, oh, I'm so crushed and heartbroken over that because they're not going through the same thing that I'm going through. They're fine for the most part. They don't know what's going on. So it's, it's it, you know, I'm, I'm not super sad. Uh, same thing when it comes to the Esme thing. Like, she can't remember a lick of anything that happened before. She is not the same person, in my opinion, that she was no, she three isn't. or four months ago. I don't feel as though this iteration of person with the cognizant memories of what's gone in her life necessarily needs to be held responsible for the choices that the previous occupant of her body made. Now, if that person comes back, absolutely. Throw her in jail. But you can't punish for oh, something... She like how I find it hard to punish somebody for something that they cannot feel bad about because they literally didn't do. I can't feel bad about this. I I don't I don't I don't remember it. Especially if it's permanent. I I, I remember a, I had one particular boss that used to like if you made a mistake he would say, "Don't you feel bad?" Mm -hmm. And he got he got so annoyed with me because I told him no. no. <laughs> well, why don't you feel bad? Because I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. That's why I don't feel bad. Mm -hmm. Now I can learn something from it where yeah. it doesn't happen again, but feeling bad for it, there's no reason to. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to. I, I and then I told him, by the way, guilt don't work on me. Well, it's not a very effective tool. Not, not, not for you. Not for you. Not for you. Nah, I can't imagine that. No, I'm, I'm the type of person at work to, though, to, Maybe not ask that question, but I'm, I might be the nicest guy in the world outside of the office, mom, but I got to tell you sometimes in the office, I'm like, why can't you do things right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm, Yeah. like this is really simple. And then, but then they have to say, and this, this reminded me of being raised by you. Um, Matthew, you have to understand that just because you understand something well, or just because you are particularly good at something, doesn't mean that everybody else will be also. <laughs> I guess that's an expectation I carry through my life. So what do you mean you can't do that? <laughs> what do you mean this makes no sense? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Esme did horrible things, but Ava, Sunny, Victor, and etc. are all free and living their lives and did much worse than what she did. So, see, and then you're going to get arguments there, Angela, because um, they're going to say, oh, well, sex tapes and drugging people. I don't know. I, I guess that is pretty part of the course. Well, I, I think I think the difference between with, with Esme and some of the crimes that some other people have done in Port Charles is um, Esme is like, like really like emotionally battered people. Oh, yeah, she did. Like, you know, like with the with Kiki's ID next to the burned car. Yes. Yeah. That was emotionally bad uh, abuse. Emotionally um, violent. Know? Yes. 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 That kind of stuff. Like she did. Like <laughs> it's Ryan-esque kind of things. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. You know, and, and you know? her not actually having amnesia would also be perfectly par for the course when it comes to being a Chamberlain. 
Yeah. And when it comes to what Esme baked, has done. Oh, he's baked everything. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd have popped a hand out of that sleeve and said, I was baking. I have two hands oh. after all. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just, <laughs> uh, and that one had a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That would be great because it was so. It was. Uh, it was hard sometimes seeing John Lindstrom's obvious real hand underneath that sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so Daisy says, Matt. It really depends on what they did. Esme put a tape out there, and that's going to last forever. She does have to pay. What did she? What? Blah, blah, blah. What she did to Trina? She needs to pay. They always. People always, 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 always mention what Esme did to Trina. Every single time this comes up, she needs to be punished for almost killing Trina. Show faux pas should have only been one pill. Esme didn't try to kill Trina. She just tried to mess up the relationship. I think what the show did was use the wrong medicine in the wrong dosage when putting this thing together. The B team in their B role made a poor choice when it comes to a visual on the show and it became less i'm going to mess up trina i can't trust that she's going to drink enough to be put in this position so i'm going to help her along and it became mm -hmm. attempted murder way too much complete drugging mm -hmm. which was i don't think was the original intention of the show it was just supposed to be so. like a like a like like taking like taking ambien now you know? now Killing and drugging Oz Haggerty? That's yeah, different. She was trying to kill him. Now that is different. Different. That is different. So uh but I didn't write the show, so I don't know what their original intention was. I could I can just I can the only reason I really think that her that it was a um a depiction of something that was too large. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know how to write it. I don't think so and, and it doesn't make sense either. Mm -hmm. If she had intention she, her whole intention was to blackmail Trina. Yeah. Why would she need to even do that if she was trying to kill her? Yeah. 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 If she was, yeah, she wasn't really trying to harm Trina physically. She was trying to harm her emotionally, which is what Esme does. <sighs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeannie, Jeannie really want me to see this. On days they forgot a character had lost a leg as a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like if Patchy were to show up with two eyes. It's like, oh, I forgot to put my patch on. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, see, here we go. Look at everything Liesl's done. She's walking around. There you go. Liesl's <laughs> done a lot. <laughs> oh, my. You know, um, so Heather screaming at Laura was the last thing that mm -hmm. Allie Mills did on her on her particular deal. Is she done? She's done for now. Oh, she is. She's done for now. Going back, going, but going back to 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 the to the high high security gulag. She'll be back before okay. you know it. There, there's no way they're I not sure hope so. I sure hope so. But you know, they've been bringing Heather in and out of Port Charles for uh, for yeah. years and years yeah. and years. Yeah. And, and I, just... I think Allie Mills did a great job, and I think the majority of us really enjoyed her. Yeah, she was super good. I, I don't. I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. I don't think it's going to be a whole year and a half before we see her again. Uh, and it's super fun because this really lines up with uh, what we've heard in the past when it comes to like five month agreement type of things. 
because she started about mm-hmm. five months ago and then just kind of had her last last scene here. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's cool that it lines up um, and also mm-hmm. is a bit of an insight, too, as to, you know, the pacing of the show and how things go and breathe and all that kind of stuff is, I mean, she's she was involved so in a couple might, of storylines and had five months it. to do it. So so they're going, they sent her butt to Darkham. Yeah, she went back to Darkham. <laughs> well, that is where she belongs, not yeah. Spring Ridge, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I don't think Esme went after Trina because she was black. I think she went after her because of Spencer. Yes, that's exactly correct, Angela. At least that's what I think too. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's, there's an element of of fan applied racism to it as well, and it, it's hard for me to comment on because I, you know, I don't, I don't see the same things out in the world as 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 oppressed people might have. So it's difficult for me to see those parallels. Um, but from where I'm sitting, I don't, I don't think this was racially motivated. And I think if GH was going to go for a racially motivated thing, they would make it far more obvious because GH likes to talk about issues sometimes. Yes, I you agree. Know, you know, like, like Esme would be saying something like, well, you know, I mean, Trina would be fine for Spencer if she wasn't, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be just a little more on the nose. <sighs> Trina has no record. All charges were dropped. Hey, that's good. It's hard yes. for the black. It's hard for a black girl to be in the system, and yeah. So there, there there's the element of it there. You know, uh, Trina was on trial, and because of her race, it could have been uh, very disastrous to her future, and could mm-hmm. have been a PCU. PCU was like, "No, you're on trial. You can't come here anymore." Would they have made that same yeah. choice if it was Jocelyn who was on trial for this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe don't not. Know. Oh, goodness gracious, it's challenging though. It's challenging. What you you would need though is is some is 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 black writers in the room to make sure that it's done correctly. Because I wouldn't be able to write it and have it be authentic. And that's just me. And I don't write for the show. I don't have any experience. I sit here like I'm like I'm some sort of hotshot screenwriter. Ma, I'm not. I don't know if you knew that. No, you're not a hotshot screenwriter, Matt. No, you're not. However, you are a good writer. Oh well, thanks, Ma. I can't wait for you to read the script you've been cast in. Did you see my email the two days I'm not available? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made sure that everybody knows. Uh, so, you know, we're going to be recording soon. And my, I, we cast Ma in the project, you guys. Mother is playing a character. My mother. I am. My mother is going to play a character. In Love Politics Medicine, coming out soon to your podcasters. Mm-hmm. We're going to be recording in here Listen in the next couple of weeks. Produced by James Lott Jr., part of his JLJ Media platform. It's a couple of mm-hmm. pre-episodes out there right now. Take a look. Anyway, but yeah, Mama's going to play it. She could play character. It's going to be super fun. And the whole thing is written by my son. By me, Matthew Theo. Hi. <laughs> I wrote it. It's my story. It's funny because it's something that I, I, um, I, I had been... It existed in my brain. Not even in any sort of detail. It's just the setting in these characters have existed in my brain for a little while. And I had some extra time. And I was just like, what am I going to do today? and then it just all came out of my fingers awesome it just the whole story just came right out like it had been waiting to be born i love it and it was it was Uh, when she applies for a job it'll pop up says daisy so here's the thing daisy um 
and everybody else, not just specifically Daisy. I just said Daisy because you wrote the question or you wrote the statement originally. But this is for anybody. Um, this is this is not reality, 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 reality. The world of Port Charles is a sideways reality. So when it comes down to it, if in today's world, if I, if my good friend were to have been arrested for something and then it comes up on the background check because they went to trial, even though the, pro the charges are dropped and that eliminates them from an opportunity, that that's a real world, real thing that happens here but not a real world, real thing that happens in Port Charles, at least not often. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. can't really necessarily make that AB connection when it comes to it in a soap opera. You can win. Mm -hmm. The judge is like, oh, I'm going to make sure that Trina goes away for 25 years rather than 15 years, because that's what I do when it comes to a black criminal. And then you got Molly going, oh, no, not on my watch. Mm -hmm. You know, that'll happen. But this isn't going to affect I Trina. I like that idea. Yeah. that's got real realism to it yeah, and they did that it was just only two weeks mm -hmm. long mm -hmm. you know like like molly what was it molly, molly's creepy uh professor was only a two week long storyline mm -hmm. <laughs> um melissa says that you need to deliver your lines on my show like um like wes ramsey <laughs> <laughs> She can have it removed from a record, says Angela. See, there we go. So you guys are having a real life conversation about what real people in the real world could do if they were faced in this situation. But luckily for Trina Robinson, she's not in the real world. This isn't really going to have any uh, rippling effects down the line. She's still going to become a gallery operator, owner, curator. Her future is fine. Her future is mm -hmm. fine. I wonder, Matt, do you think, I was thinking about this, Tabiana Ali. Um, wasn't, wasn't there, isn't there another young African-American female actress, the last name of Ali, wasn't she one of the Winslows in the Ta sitcom? Uh, Ta uh, Tatiana Ali was, uh, on, um, yes. I think, I don't think it was Winslow, I think she was on Fresh Prince. Oh, okay. Yeah. I well, think she was the littlest one on Fresh Prince. I think. I, I just know. wondered if they're related because their last names are the same and their first names aren't all that different. And very often, you know, a lot of families will say, oh, all our kids, are gonna, their names are going to start with a T or they're going to start with a J or whatever. <laughs> I wonder oh. if they're related. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Ali is a very, very common last name. So, it is. Uh, you know, you have Muhammad, you got Layla, but they're, they're related. So. Yeah, there's lots of <laughs> um, Yeah, but there's lots of it. You're right. There's Ollie's not an uncommon last name. I just wondered if they were, you know, related. <laughs> uh, yes, Angela, but as someone, so oh, Daisy again. All right, all right, all right. Last last statement about the whole Trina in the system thing. It's uh, just just in it, it, just we're gonna say it right here, and you guys are gonna have to accept this truth. It's over. It's not gonna come and haunt Trina. <laughs> it's not it's not and when it comes down to it how much responsibility does a daytime tv show have to making sure that they are being completely accurately depicting of the real world of these political issues of these race issues how much responsibility does general hospital specifically with its 600 to 700,000 viewers have to making sure that they are on top of the issues and pushing a political agenda and making sure that they're talking about these law and order size stories. I just, I don't think that that's 
that's where GH is at, you know? I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to put together some drama. I think they're trying to make you go, ooh, that B-word Esme has done that horrible thing to treat. You know how people used to talk about soaps? That's how they still want you to talk about soaps. Where you go to the water cooler and you go, man, Esme's got, uh, got amnesia. You think that she's going to wake up and start terrorizing people again? Like, that's what they want you to talk about. You know, you know, like the, the classic like, sitcom conversation about soaps. Oh, well, so-and-so fell down the elevator shaft and bashed their head. And now they think that they're brother, you know, <laughs> like just classic, you know. Oh, I can't wait for Susan to find out if 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 Tommy or George is the father of their baby. Like that, that that is what General Hospital wants you to talk about. Not these crazy deep uh, inner workings of how society functions with each other because it's not 2020. I think soap operas have been um, created, um, maybe not, they were always created initially as an escape from realism. Yeah, it's it's melodrama. It's hyper drama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's what it needs to be. I love it. Come on, General Hospital, Ice Princess and, and you know, I weather machines. Weather machines. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, you have, you know, I mean, they're doing it with with Anna and Felicia. They're they're hitting it. They're hitting that soapy nonsense with Anna and Felicia right now, haunting. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, Victor is such a soapy villain with just his delivery of things. Um, you know, uh, Spencer and Trina, classic soap romance. And to answer the question that came through the chat a few minutes ago, that I kind of chuckled at because it was it's just funny. It's a funny question do you think they're putting spencer and trina together yes yes i do <laughs> spencer and trina <clears throat> are going to be very together they didn't show them together that much this week yeah but they will be in the future it's a guarantee <laughs> uh uh loves to give himself completely on board with uh spencer uh raising his baby brother she don't seem to be on board with that. She thinks he's kind of making a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people think that he's making a mistake with that, except for Victor, which should yeah. be all the evidence that you need that it's a poor Now, case. this is what I didn't like that Grandma said last week, what Grandmother Laura said last week. I didn't like this when she said, and it's kind of true, but I don't know. I guess I kind of splashed it on my own life a little bit when she said he was just too young uh -huh. to be a good parent. Well, I don't necessarily think that's true. I was 21 years old when I had my first child, and I was pretty damn good at it. I don't know, man. You had a little more real-life experience than Spencer. That's true. <laughs> I didn't have no... I certainly don't own a silver spoon, That's much less true. than dead with one. Uh, GH Lose gives themselves props for other storylines, the aid, so they have <clears> to <throat> take the lumps when they're tone deaf. Okay. Okay. Sure. 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 Uh, but I think that also, I don't know, like not, not to get into the nitty gritty, because I don't know what you in the chat would think or what you might think it either. Um, but I, where is the line when it comes to, well, since Trina is a black character, she can no longer be involved in certain stories. That's fairly limiting, is it not? Well, she can't be drugged by a white character because that's too racist. Well, what's Trina going to do? What's going to happen to Trina? What challenges is she going to overface if everything is going to be put through a racism lens? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to get in trouble either. I'm just having some real thoughts. You mm -hmm. tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answers. Um, yeah. I don't know. Gregory's going to die, I guess. Gregory got something wrong with him, He's doesn't he? He's sick again. 
He was introduced to the show sick, went away to get better, come back, he's sick again. He's sick, yeah. <laughs> and decided to lie to Alexis about it. He guesses he guess he just doesn't want anybody to know. He don't want the boys to know. He don't want uh, Chase or Finn to know. Yeah, it's something serious. And he doesn't want Alexis to know. He's, he's got pregnant. something wrong with him. He's pregnant. That's what it is. Gregory Chase, pregnant. He doesn't work anymore. And he was talking about headaches, too. <gasps> he's got the brain cancer. He got the worms in the brain? He's got the brain worms, mama. Mother. <laughs> Maybe, maybe maybe that's why uh, that's why Tracy's coming back. There you go. <laughs> Through this, I'll be there for you, Greg. <laughs> Finn, go get Roxy. Maybe that's why that's why uh, Jackie Timbleton had to skedaddle after the out of town real quick. She didn't want anybody to know that she put arms in his brain. <laughs> uh, Melissa says that you were twenty one. Not, not not twenty or however old uh, however old Spencer is. You weren't a Cassidyne, as well. No, you know. So. No, I didn't have no silver spoon. <laughs> and I also tried to have that baby. Yeah. And was fully prepared for him to come to the earth yeah. <laughs> and out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, who said he was sick again? Asks Kelly. Um, uh, context. Context says that he's context. sick. Because because he he lied about quitting his job at mm -hmm. the university and was very cagey about being at the hospital and cagey about being at the hospital when he was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's sick again. And it just makes sense that those two scenes almost followed mm -hmm. each other. And and TJ was like, oh, man, hope you don't got the bug that's going around the campus. And he's like, I wish, man. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, I think he's got something seriously wrong with him. Yep, yeah, he's got something, something, something very, very, very bad. Something wrong. Maybe. And if he shares the scene with Terry, we know he got the cancer. The cancer. You got the cancer, sir. Um, <laughs> Angela says, I wonder if the bug they're talking about is related to the story for the 60th. I doubt it. Angela, I doubt it. I'm too dramatic. I'm too flary, Ma. I hit the, I hit the microphone. Uh, I, I think that um, General Hospital for the foreseeable future is going to avoid uh, widespread sickness storylines. Until I people so. stop saying the word COVID every single day. Because <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure I say I the word COVID every single day. Storyline again. <laughs> so uh, I, I just I don't I don't think we're gonna have a widespread illness. I think it's just it's just one of those. Well, you sick because you know you got the bug. The bug that's going around. It's just it's a normal thing for people to ask and say. That's my thought at least. Mm -hmm. um, if Dex made you a meal, Ma, would you would you eat it so readily, or would you think he's trying to poison you? Well, if I were Sunny, I'd eat it. Hey, you, 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 you just you just making my mama's recipes, then, huh? You just you just going through my cookbook. You just making whatever. Good. The Gloria said food is meant to be shared. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the point of all that scene was just to make, uh, was to build more of a relationship between Sonny and Dex. Now, what I didn't understand this week, you guys, and maybe I just don't appreciate the male anatomy enough, but there's no reason for those two to be in the steam shower. Are you talking about Chase and, oh, and Dante? Time. 
yeah, yeah. mama people don't people hang out in the sauna for a long time talking about their well life. i know they do but, but there was no purpose of having them there I'm just saying What's this. What's the purpose of having them at a cafe? What's the purpose of having them in the office? I'm just office? saying, okay, all right. Uh, uh, let's spin this if it was two females. That's what the we would call were. that. We would call that exploitation. It is. If it would have been two women. It and is, I think it's it, exploitation with two men as well. Yeah. There was no purpose in this freaking story. For them to be in towels in the steamy. No, they just wanted to show off two men bodies. <clears throat> this, why have whatever. a pool set? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's gross. Whatever. It's nasty. Just Boys are was, gross. I just, I just thought it was goofy. Boys are gross. Uh, what I what I couldn't. I thought it was goofy. So it was difficult for me to engage with the scene, uh, mostly because of the massive difference in size of towels between Dante and Chase. Chase was in a dish towel, practically, mm -hmm. and Dante had like a beach towel wrapped around him several times, and I just could not get off of the fact that you could see Josh Swicker there trying to hide his underpants the entire scene. <laughs> While Dante mm -hmm. got to be all manspreaded about, not caring about anything because his towel was four times as large as Chase's. And that is what I paid attention to during the scene. And that is what they wanted us to pay attention to during the scene. Not what they were talking about. I don't remember what they were talking about. What, women? I don't know. Women in life and their careers and, jo and, oh, and yeah. Chase trying to oh, get yeah. back on the force and don't stuff go, like don't, that. Don't do, I don't know. It's just where they were talking. <sighs> Whatever. Who cares? I just thought it was. It's for the women and, and for the gays. Just not for you. I know that, <laughs> and and then they and then they go back to it, and they go back to it again. Yeah. It's like, all right, come on, y'all. Can they release me in the locker room, putting on some dang clothes now or something? No, no, no. No, I they, just thought it was. They even they, I thought it was goofy. They even cut the I part where you know they bonded afterward, but you know that's that's for a different it's for a different website. Um, Jason Dante. I don't know. Maybe maybe my postmenopausal mind just said whatever. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they were talking, taking me down length though. You can't do that, man. You just gotta report him. No, I'm gonna do it, me, because I'm a superhero. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing about viewers is that they need a shirtless scene. If they go, yeah, there, there, there we go, Tyrone. If they go too long without having two of these characters bone live on their ABC daytime, then they're like, there's not enough. They're not enough. Just it. I'm not titillated enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm. on abc cameron matheson's nickname was snaps because all of his shirts had snaps on them for easy removal yeah we're green we could go yes right yeah they haven't done a good shirt pulling in quite some time we need we need that they were probably okay so folks were a little bit i saw some reaction to spencer and trina's uh kiss saying that they wish it was as passionate as dex and joss gets for their for their kisses where they're practically eating each other, you know. They wanted Spencer and Trina that's to coming. eat each other, that's and yeah, coming. that's exactly what it is. That's coming once once Spencer lays this girl down in the bed of rose petals. You are going to get the steamiest Brando Sasha mixed with Alexis and Julian. My goodness gracious, folks! This oh, no, their love you scene. See, you didn't see it. You didn't see it. Don't even go, Alexis Julian. Go Alexis, Sean. Okay, there you go. Even better, I guess. Um, 
but the just the steamy just uh soft core nature of what you're going to get is 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 going to make you all very happy if you're into it so Hell yeah. Uh, I, I've seen um, Nicholas Chavez on Instagram showing pictures every once in a while. I've been like, oh, here's my here's my here's my gym update. You know how actors do. You know, they all do that. They're all they in all good shape. That. They're all in good shape. But I can tell you, man, Nicholas Chavez is in twice the shape that he was last time they were at the pool. Oh, yes. Yes. I noticed it when he was talking to his grandmother and mm -hmm. Uncle Victor about the baby. They showed his bicep. Yeah. And it was quite, it was very defined. Now, and why you know do you think he's doing knows? that, guys? <laughs> yeah. He's all, I think there's a gym somewhere on Prospect Park. There's got to be. Well, I would. Just because where they can fit it in. Um, just where they can, you know, have yeah. time. Now, and we need to talk to her again. Oh, my word. Alondria is doing some lifting, too. She's been doing Vogue dancing and stuff. Like, she's very active. Oh my gosh, did you see her arms last week when she was talking? When she was talking with Curtis and calling his daddy for him? Oh my gosh. Because Curtis's that best friend. Is, that girl. Yes. She looked great. Yes. Didn't she? Yeah. Oh absolutely. man, so defined. It, it kind of she kind of I I remember back in the day when they were still the first family, they used to talk about Michelle Obama's arms quite a bit. Yeah. Alondria had her arms make a box. She, she could oh, be a boxer. She, she could play a boxer. She should play a boxer. She, she, <laughs> they should have Alondria <laughs> at that gym a little bit. That'd be fun. I would love to see Nika somewhere other than the Savoy, wouldn't you? I would yeah. love to see yeah, Nika yeah. It's, somewhere it's, it's, other it's, than It's the about Savoy. time. It's about time for her to have a, a huh. real conversation and, and a relationship with somebody. <laughs> I oh yeah, and have a laundry at the convention. I would love that. That would be great. That'd be great. Adam Hussey. Wouldn't that be great? It would be super fun. Uh, Angela says that we read the Naked Man magazines for the articles. So you know, there's that. Um, <laughs> um, Kelly wants to know: Can two men have a simple conversation anywhere? <sighs> Uh, Melissa wants to know you've never had a naked conversation with your bestie. Come on, a naked conversation with my bestie. <laughs> um, uh, no, <laughs> um, and then Daisy but, says, This is why you need that black writers. I don't know what that's in conjunction to. Maybe black writers wouldn't have written a sauna scene. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Daisy. I appreciate your contributions all the time, though. Uh, so, uh, Angela says that Sabrina's more sweet and Jex is more passionate. And that's true. You know, you're talking about, you know, they talk about flames, you know, like flames, you know, what's my, it's my heart flame, all that, you know, when it comes to people liking each other. Fire symbology is there. You got Jocelyn well, and Je please. Dex who are burning really hard and are going to burn all of their fuel out. And then you've got Jocelyn and, and Spencer, excuse me, Spencer and Trina. Or, um, you know, being more reserved with their kindling. Josh, Josh and Josh and Dex, I see more lust-driven yeah. intimacy. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and with, I mean, and then with Trina and Spencer, you see a lot more love-driven intimacy. Yeah. And I think it's going to continue to be that way. Mm -hmm. 
One's going to be more lusty. One's going to be more loud. And when they start talking about their real feelings for each other, like Josh and Dex did, where they said that they we call mean it a Josh a all show. <laughs> mean a lot to each other and you matter to me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's not going to be the conversation that Trina and Spencer have someday. They're going to just say they love each other. Yeah. It's true. It's very different. It is very different. It's very, very different. different. Hmm. 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 Melissa says that Linda Hamilton will always have the best arms from Terminator 2. Now she look like a beast. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tyrone says, I've seen Nika somewhere, but I forgot where. Nika's all over the place. She's, she's, she's a, she's a, a background performer on all kinds of different stuff. She's a, she's in the union. She was on our show. So you've probably seen her. I think she might have been on Abbott Elementary recently, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, let's see here. I'm just that. saying, I just from my well, last week when we saw her at Savoy talking to her talking to her good friend, yep. Curtis. Yeah, best friends. And she looked good. I just that's the first thing I noticed when she walked came into the frame with that, and she had that, you know, a um sleeveless dress on. Yeah. The dress was very form-fitting and very you know, bodycon. Uh looked great. Yeah. Looked great. Man, she's her arms are just so fit and she just looks so ripped. Yeah. And I'm not talking about I'm gonna no, win the bodybuilding. Like no, no body fat. Kind of she probably got like no, a 12 pack. Toned. Oh my gosh, good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Melissa says that Nicholas Chavez was a football player in high school, so he's used to the gym. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't want my uh, comments to be misconstrued as I thought that Spencer was out of shape before and is in shape now. He was in shape always, but yes. there's a difference between functional shape and show shape. Um, yes, now he's defined shape. Yes, so he was functionally in shape he probably he was an alignment clearly he was an alignment in football he was one of the running positions he had Probably to have been back. i don't know what Probably i don't know football back. position so it can't be more specific other than he wasn't on the line i don't know what he played but i would assume that it wasn't that so he mm -hmm. uh, and then from memories and stuff functional muscle is not big bulky and super defined that is for show um mm -hmm. and that is what Chavez's uh, physique is now leaning toward less function, more show. It's bigger. It's more toned. Sure. But He's it's not necessarily stronger. Hmm? He's getting ready for that metrical pool and hits. that real love scene yes. that he and Trina will soon have. Yeah. I don't know how soon, though, but it won't be too, too much longer. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're getting, they're building the pool set as we speak. Mm -hmm. uh, Lynn Herring has some great arms, says Krista. Yes, she does. Yeah. Yeah. Joss and Christina romance. My goodness, Melissa, you're smoking crack or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they, they call I it. I would crack love shit. to see, but I would love to see Christina more on the show. Yeah. I would love for them to give her some well, real meat. I mean, so long as they do what they did this week, there's plenty of opportunity. Yeah. Curtis Jordan, Jordan, Porsche. We didn't even talk about that stuff because there was just too much. And, you know, it was just them yeah. talking about stuff that had already happened. Uh, I will say, though, that I did like Trina and Curtis and, and how Trina was just like, listen, he's going to be like, it doesn't like he's going to be my dad no matter it's what happens, dude. Like it doesn't. 
I, and I, I understand. I understand that. And I, I completely agree with Trina. If that's the way she feels. And yes, she's had a wonderful relationship with her father, um, Taggart, all this time. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's always going to be her daddy. Because like we stated before, Curtis never going to have a chance to show her how to do anything. No. That part of her life's over. Maybe her taxes. Hey, maybe her taxes come in. Let her, <laughs> let her bogart off TurboTax, right? <laughs> <laughs> but... But, um, you know, that whole, he's not, the opportunity to raise her is over. Yeah. That was done by Taggart. Yeah. And by Portia. Yeah. Um, so I understand. Yes, Katrina, yeah. I get it. No matter what. No matter what. Taggart's my daddy. Taggart's my daddy. Yeah. Taggart is my daddy. I make it perfectly clear to you, Curtis, that no matter what this yeah. potential DNA test says. But Curtis has a right to know. Even if it doesn't change a thing. Other than the fact he knows. He has the right to know. Yeah, whether or not this is my biological child, yes or no. Yes. Yeah. He has a right to know that regardless. Like I said, even if it changes nothing. Even if it changes nothing. It might change a bunch of stuff for Curtis, even if it changes nothing for Trina. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I appreciate that that conversation was had. I also appreciate the fact that Trina was like, listen, Curtis, I don't hate you. Mm-hmm. But I need you to know. Taggart's my daddy. It just makes me worry for Taggart, though. I hope Taggart doesn't find himself dead or anything. Oh, I hope not. Especially especially since last week when Real showed us some depth to what he's he can do. He's still got the chops, man. He's still got the chips. He sure does. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, then, now, now Chad, Chad is also wondering who's going to show up for the 60th anniversary, if it's just going to be Tracy. I think it's just going to be Tracy. Oh, I think uh, maybe the week of there's going to be some surprises. Yeah. I think there might be. Yeah. I wonder why they yeah. put her, why did they put Jane Elliott in the 60th anniversary photo? Why do you think that? It's just because she was there shooting, you think? She was there shooting. I, I guess. I guess I could be the only answer, right? Because they didn't have anybody else from GH. And maybe she's going to be back on for more than just a two or three weeks. Maybe, maybe she's going to be one of those five month contracts. Maybe. Oh, that'd be nice. That would be nice. Then maybe that's the case. Yeah. But no, I don't think she's going to be the only return. No. And I, I heard this, and I hope it's true. Uh, it would be kind of cool. Or Jackie Wagner might be back. That might be interesting. That might be interesting. That'd be interesting. That'd be that would be interesting. I think mostly for if I were writing it for Maxie. Yeah. Yeah, Maxie needs something. Not necessarily Felicia. Maxie. Maxie. Yeah, Maxie needs something that isn't a because that isn't a romance. Time, last time he came back, mm-hmm. he tried. He pretty much tried to get Felicia back, yeah. and she had the, she had to make a choice of between Mac because her and Mac were just getting back together. Yeah, she had the choice between Mac and going back with Frisco and having Frisco two point and she she picked Mac. Mm-hmm. And sent for school packing. Yeah, yeah. So that's been done already. Back, he's returned to try to steal. Yeah, he's already he's already returned and tried to get his Felicia back. Already. Well, he doesn't need that. He needs to come and repair his relationship with with his daughter Maxie. Yes, if it's broken. Uh, Angela fact checking. Angela come back to us. Jane Elliott, according to Angela and Angela alone, unless she can cite her source, which I'm sure she can. Um, is uh, Jane Elliott on contract? See, Jane Elliott retired and said, "Shit, I'm bored. I'm bored. I want to come back." 
<laughs> or man, I'm poor. Oh man, I need some money. Hey, ATM Frank. Hey Frank, the ATM. Eh, why don't you come on through? Even MK Weir was talking about the fact that they're referred to as the ATM. <laughs> oh, at the set tour, that is so funny. Wait, they already and, announced and she's it, under contract. Well, and I love that. And Jane Elliott, you know, she really loves General Hospital. She yeah. let them keep her damn Emmy. You know, I was looking at I, I I zoomed in on the Emmy, and I think that they lied to us because I think that's a makeup Emmy. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Who cares? We'll find out again next time, right? Yeah. Where's Monica Cordemain? Uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do with the character, I think, is where Monica Cordemain is. I think Monica Cordemain, we're going to see a scene of Monica Cordemain on the 60th. Riding and off then, into the sunset. Riding off into the sunset. I'm just going to find a note. I left. <laughs> I'm leaving with Uncle Victor. My family found a replacement of Alan. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know how I feel, Mom. I don't know how I feel. Just about all kinds of stuff. Do you think Trina... Now, Trina got, uh, you know... She has got to forgive her mother still yet. They have not had ah, a real showdown. They're going to get around to it, huh? Yeah. She said that Brooke Kerr had her um, curls back, too. She did. She was very lovely. She was very lovely, yeah. you know? And then, yeah, just just, just looking great. And just having yeah. the opportunity to just, just, just have some great content to work through. And to be like, Jordan, you know, I should listen to you. <laughs> You're right. I was surprised with that scene, actually, yeah. that they were so cordial and normal. Maybe they're not going to get into a cat fight. Yeah, I thought they had a cat fight coming. I did. <laughs> not yet. Maybe I told, soon. I thought that Portia was going to tell her. I told you to stand up in business. I told you and I told you and I told you to stand up in business. And then you wound up uh, not standing up in business. Confirming it to Stella. Well, Stella figured it out. Well, she wouldn't have known exactly what it was if it wasn't for your butt. Yeah, but she I would have just known it, it something. It just wasn't very confrontational. I didn't no, find it. No, it was very, it was very. Oh well, you were right. Oh girl, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, that was weird. Don't worry about Leslie Charleston, everybody. Really, don't. I doubt that she's broken in half somewhere, and we don't know about it. You know, I think she's just chilling. I, I think you know, as as we saw her in the last couple of years, um, when we have seen her on set, um. Her mobility is not great. Yeah. You can see it. Yeah. Maybe she's just not physically able to have that kind of um, continuous grind in her life any longer. Yeah, it's a yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, guys! It it is twelve hour, fourteen hour days. It's not like they're just and, like, okay, know, we're going to specifically schedule Leslie to be here from two to two thirty, and we have to get it done. It's just not how Hollywood works. She's got to be there all day. Mm hmm. Yeah. I I don't I just don't think she has the physical stamina anymore for that. I mean, you know, I bet you, I bet you, when she's just um, dealing with her regular life and doing her no, normal stuff, I, I bet you Leslie uses a cane. I bet, I bet she might even have a fun bet little you. scooter. Yeah, or a fun little scooter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was hoping that if Portia came at Jordan, Jordan would let her know all that she did to protect her and Trina. That's right. Most people don't know what Jordan did to make sure that Trina, uh, that, that she gave, she gave Portia the opportunity to wake up Oz, which gave the testimony to then vindicate yes. Trina. Like she hasn't told anybody about that. Mm-mm. So that's good. That's good. And thank you for the virtual hug, Melissa. Este is just also just, I don't know, finding great cannabis to smoke by saying that Monica is going to get back together with Jeff Weber. I don't see that happening. Mm-mm. I don't. No, I don't, I don't think don't. we're going to see Leslie that's on right, screen enough for anything. I'm into crazy theories, though. Remember when we thought Danny was I dead? Crazy theories, too. <laughs> She's a, yeah, there we go. She's an old lady. Let her retire and be happy. Yes, I am all for it. If somebody wants to softly just retire and not make it a big thing and say, I don't want to have a big farewell, what to do, and a big final story, I just, I'm just done, guys. I'm just done. Totally for it. Totally for it. That's what happened sure. to Grams, right? Grams was on the show and then just do, 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 do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Rachel Ames didn't die. Yeah, she just did, 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 trickled off the show. She just retired. Yeah, just trickled off she the retired. show. She retired. And she may be back for the 60th as well. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Monica for the 60th. We'll see Leslie for the 60th. I think we're going to see little cameos yeah. of a lot of folks. Well, that would be fun. I hope that's the case. I do. And I really, 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 really want Tony Geary. I don't care if half of his head is shaved and the other half is purple. And he's got a dollar <laughs> sign cut in the back of it. I don't care. <laughs> I want to see Tony Geary for at least 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yes, I want that. Yes. Yes, please. Let's do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so people have been. Uh, so so Krista has just it just is in love with Christina and wants Christina back full force. And just wants wants her with anybody, wants her with Jocelyn, wants her with Ethan, wants her with just anybody, just anybody. Just give Christina a romance. She deserves it. Well, I tell you what. I was a huge Ethan fan. I loved Ethan. I would love to see Ethan come back and be uh, on canvas. You know, you yeah. you'd give him a contract and have Ethan come back. I would love it. Yeah, and just... I don't, and we don't need another 50 or 60 year old character. We have a whole cast of them. We're done. We're done with 50 and 60. No, no, no offense to 50 and 60 year olds, but 50 and 60 year olds, if that's the entire cast, are eventually going to be 70, 80 year olds. And you've established nobody new to be 50 and 60. So what are we going to do? You know, in 10 years, who's going to be 50, exactly. 60? Who's going to be 50, 60 next year, in, in the next decade? Who? I'll tell you. Elizabeth Baldwin. Yeah. What are they going to Soares, Elizabeth and Maxie? Come on. <laughs> uh, but in order in order for them to really do something impactful and like really like have like Christina and Ethan, you know, as a thing, mm-hmm. they got they have to make a cut. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. They have to. If this, if five episodes, if five episodes this week had Curtis Jordan, Jordan Porsche, Trina Curtis, TJ Molly, Gregory Alexis, Diane Robert Ashby, Anna Felicia Ashby, Laura, Laura Spencer, Victor, Sasha, Maxi BLQ, Chase, Chase, Tante, Tante, Sam, Dex, Sunny, Joss, Trina, Willow, Obrecht, Nina, Obrecht, Obrecht, Scotty, Scotty, Liz, Liz, Finn, Liz and the Law, Esme and Heather, Heather and Laura. Like if they can do that in five days. It's a full cast. Yeah. And that also means Boy, that all of these Elizabeth's parents... Elizabeth's shirt. 
Elizabeth sure got a buy, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth sure got a buy. She sure did. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to work it out for you. I did it. Okay, it's fine. All right. You're not going to jail after Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I forget. When yeah. did when did Elizabeth realize that Esme wasn't the hook? Was it when Oz was, was hooked? No. Because that happened during the trial. No. no after the trial. When Rory got hooked. Rory. Okay. Because they when were like, Rory got hooked, you knew, you knew. And Esme was up in the tower. There we go. They were like, you knew, you knew, you knew, you knew. And I'm like, I thought she knew because Brit. So it was Rory. Okay. So yeah, and but they she, gotta they gotta make a cut. Yeah, and they and they and she said and that's why they're so angry and I don't blame her. Yeah. Because Liesel's right. Mm -hmm. If Elizabeth would have said something at the moment she realized yeah. that Esme was not the hook and she realized she there was to, somebody still out there, Nicholas she should have said something. Nicholas even no. if it was not not to necessarily protect. She wasn't even protecting her own child well at that point because Cameron was on the damn list. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she she made an oopsie, uh, oopsie doodle because Nicholas convinced her to because she wanted to. When she realized she she got out of there, she's like, I need to go. Left the hospital, went straight to Windermere and was like, Nicholas, she ain't the hook. We need to stop this. And he's like, no, mm -hmm. no, we can't. There's too much on the line. You're still going to be yeah. of your children. <laughs> let's hope that when Elizabeth, when when uh, let's hope when Nicholas like opens his eyes fully and gets his gets a, gets his bearings back, I hope Adam Hesk continues to play him a little so. more like he was, yeah, and not such a jerk. He's not Nicholas has turned into such a jerk. Yeah, that's the writing, I guess. Uh, the interpretation of the writing through the character, all that. But yeah, no. If Adam Hesk comes back, I think he's got more capability. I don't know because I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't I, I don't I, I don't like to talk smack is what it is. I think that he's got a better range than Marcus Coloma did, uh, but I just don't like saying those kinds I of things. I think so too. But but I I also think that perhaps Marcus Coloma has more range than he was willing to give himself. He might have acted himself into a corner. He might have with the way he was delivering the character. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. He, he might have acted range. himself into a corner. So uh, it would be great to have Adam Huss come back and, yeah. and take on Nicholas. He does have more range, the depths of the thing, and he he can get and uh, and my God, ma, it's like they would have to. They don't need boom mics if they were to have a Spencer and Nicholas storyline because they'll just shout at the top of their lungs on the soundstage. That's one thing I didn't like. I didn't like it when Nicholas yelled at his grandmother. Maybe I'm a little maybe I'm a maybe I'm a little protective of Jeannie Francis Laura. You didn't like it when Spencer you know. shouted at shouted no, in her I was direction. Like, Shut your mouth. Why don't you yell at her? <laughs> he didn't yell at her. He yelled in conversation with her. I think that that's an important yes. distinction to make because he wasn't like, What are you doing? How dare you do this to me? No. But, but he you saw like, Laura kind of the problem, Grandma. It's me. I mean, I just thought it was a little loud, that's all. Yeah. Angela, fearless Angela says, I'll say it. Adam Huss acts rings around Marcus Coloma. Hey, Angela. I admire people who are willing to take that, but I just, you know what it is? It's because it's, it's not because I don't, it's not because I disagree. I, I have the same opinion. It's because I would hate for Marcus Coloma to be chilling one day, going through YouTube and for him to listen to this and have me go, you know what? I think Adam Huss is 10 times the actor as that guy because it's, it's, it's mean, you know? That doesn't need to be said, does it? I don't know. No. <laughs> you know. You know. 
you know. Uh, Spencer apologized to his grandma, so that's important. He raised his voice. I was raised old school. That's a no-no, says Chandra. There you go. You don't raise your voice. Yeah. yeah. No, you don't. That's, uh, that's, it's interesting because the, the person that I live with who was raised uh, similarly, don't raise your voice. Don't raise your voice unless you're ready to, to go there with somebody is when you raise mm -hmm. your voice. It's been really interesting because that's not the household that I grew up in. It's not like we shouted at each other all the time. We weren't yellers or screamers or anything. But if you got passionate about something, the voice could go up and it's totally okay. Yes. Even in conversation with disagreement, if I really think that you just need to listen to me right now, that was, that was totally okay. But there's a, there was a big difference, though. That's not the household your dad was raised in. Mm. That's a household I was raised in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, they didn't raise their voice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like, even in conversation here, I, I, I cannot, even if excited about something, there's a certain like decibel level that I'm allowed to get before it's like, you need to bring down the energy in this conversation. Even though it's not, even though it's not a conflict, the energy is too high for what's going on right now and it needs to be brought down. Mm -hmm. And that, that's just, it was that's alien I, to me. <laughs> that's what, I think that's what I was thinking when I saw that scene with him. He was like screaming. Yeah. That's like, eh, bring down the energy. Bring down the energy. You're in the hallway of a hospital, and that's your grandmother in front of you. Uh, so what they were lacking was was all of the babies in the nursery breaking out and crying. Like, <laughs> right? It is me. They convinced me. I'm the idiot grandma. Uh, to have all of the babies go, wah, wah, wah. like that was that was missing. <laughs> that was missing. <laughs> yeah, my six month old babies don't make that kind of cry, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> Too many six month year olds in there. <laughs> I wanted her to take her shoe off and raise it at him, says Angela. Spencer apologized. Yeah, get his chunk, get her chunk after him. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it. Nick's, get Nick, the chunk after Nick him. Nick Chavez yelling at Laura in the hallway was so moving. You can tell how intense his feelings were. So, what, uh, what, what, what Nicholas Chavez is bringing to General Hospital is the is the opposite of the type of acting that I was talking about when it came to Deputy Mayor Ashby. He's bringing a lot of like real life realism into the performance in this soap. He's he's approaching it from a real world, real emotion uh, standpoint, which is great and wonderful. And he's very talented for doing that. But what he's going to ultimately do is act his way off of this show. Um, because the opportunities are going to be coming and he's not going to stick around daytime for that minuscule paycheck when bigger things are, are coming. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Well, sure. He's going to act his way off the show one day. Uh, but, you know, we had the same thing with Chloe, Chloe Linear. She acted her way off the show. Hasn't found her stride yet, though, and I want her to be in some stuff. I want to see. I want to see Nell out there in other projects. But that's just me. And maybe she is, and we just aren't aware. It's entirely possible. She could be. She could be. She could be the lifetime movie Megan Madam for all I know. Or like, like for instance, this. You know how Kathleen Gotti? Mm -hmm. She's a huge movie star in, in Hungary. Hungary, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Or. Even like, even if you have, or like, um, oh, what was her name? Oh, anyway, the, the, the woman that played Harmony. Mm -hmm. Inga. Inga. Inga Kedrino. Big career in Canada. Oh, see, look at that. It's just, just, just a few miles north. Didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. I think he's been taking too much advice from somebody who I won't name. I'm not loving all of Nicholas Chavez's choices right now. I know you're talking about Maurice Bernard, Angela. <laughs> I know that's what you're talking about. And I don't know. I think it's just personal opinion. 
There's a lot of people out there that think Maurice Bernard is the, the, the finest actor that's ever been on a soap, you know? Yeah. And there's other people that, that don't agree. Just throw another fireball glass, you angry guy who doesn't care anymore. Like, there's there's all kinds of opinions out there in the world. It's wild how many wildly different opinions there are, Mom. Did you know that sure. most people don't think the same thing? And when too many people think the same thing, it becomes kind of dangerous. Even if it's like a good thing, it could still be dangerous. Sure. Crazy. Crazy. It's Crazy. like difference of opinion is healthy for society. Huh. Huh. <laughs> huh. It's healthy to think for yourself, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Angela. Angela says, yes, I am talking about One day, you know, I was trying to be nice. See, look at that. She's taking lessons from us. She's trying to be nice. Angela, don't change for me. Still always be no. you, please. No, we'll figure it out. Angela, you seem like a really well-educated person. And since you said you're going to write top 10 lists for us so long as you participate, I don't see why. One day, maybe, I don't know, we can figure out something to do together. It'd be super fun. I would love that. Yeah, it'd be super hey, fun. are any of you, Matthew and I were talking about this before we went on, are any of you are going to be able to go to the convention? Yeah, come on, come on I would love to meet one of y'all in person. Yeah, if you want to come out to Burbank in June, uh, seek us out. We'll be there. You know what we look like now. We'll be easy to find. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's happening. We're going in June. And like like we said before, we're going to bring you all kinds of uh, in, insider exclusive uh, things as much as we're allowed to do. Um, yep. Everything we can do without getting kicked out. That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing. And we're doing it for you. So. Stay tuned for that. We're, we'll, we'll figure out what we're doing. Um, uh, my only problem most is pauses, but that's a pet peeve for me in real life. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's, it's, uh, you know, I like to make fun of Maurice Benign to a degree. I, I like to make it fun uh, when it comes to his, uh, uh, you know, searching for his lines that he does, um, which is, um, I think, a, it's a matter of, being on the show for so long that you don't really need to spend the time studying these lines anymore. It's more about getting the feeling of the scene like Robert Scorpio does, like Scotty does. Like all of these seasoned actors are no longer married to the words so much anymore, just more married to the spirit of the uh, <laughs> of the scene. And I think that's what Maurice's Bart Bernard does for the most part. That's just my thought, though. I've never had a conversation with him about it, and I could be way wrong. We might be able to ask him in June. Um Maybe. <laughs> I, I think, like, well, Scotty said something about this. Um, Ken said something. Well, no, Kathleen said it actually. <clears throat> Ken is like Ken does that too. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily stick to the script. Yeah, yeah. And if you're the kind of person that really studies a script, like Kathleen, like Kathleen does, <laughs> Kathleen does. She said that. Yeah. If, if the last word he says or the last sentence he says does not match the script, it kind of throws off the person that's yeah, they're expecting to, to say they're expecting to say this particular line in this particular way. But since your setup was different, my delivery and response has to be different. Uh, and so yeah. It, it, it. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just it, different methodologies, different practices, um, and it's not a different level of caring. Uh, for example, if you yeah. were to put a script in front of me uh, versus what we do live on the on the podcast, I am like my peaks and valleys and, and, and dynamic in how I'm able to present this stuff when it's fresh from my brain is totally different than if I were to be reading something that was pre-prepared. 
there's just going to be differences. You're going to tell when I'm coming up with it on the fly and when I'm reading it off of, off of a page. Um, mm-hmm. And I like the freeform, less freeform, not reading presentation of things a lot better than the reading. But that's my method. There's other people out there, like Matt, who does the, the Star Trek one for me, has a second screen full of all kinds of different points and stuff that he wants to make sure that he gets to, which is not my style at mm-hmm. all. These are reminders of people who are on this week. That's all this is. Like, literally, it's the characters' names. Jordan yeah. Portia. That's it. That's it. Nothing about what they actually <laughs> talked about. This is just a reminder to talk about these two characters and the fact that they interacted with each other this week. It's a springboard. That's it. That's it. Dan, uh, Diane Robert. You know, we could talk about Diane and Robert, They could talk, which would lead to breakfast, which could lead to Alexis, which could lead to Gregory, which could lead to Chase, which could lead to Dante, which could lead to, which could lead to mm-hmm. Sam. It's just ways to get started. So anyway, mm-hmm. different yeah. approaches, different successes for different people. I think it was, you know, um, uh, Christina with the pregnancy test. Didn't you think it was like, dang, girl? Get out of their business. I mean, you're not 13. Right. You're not 13. <laughs> Did you have a discussion with your sister on whether or not she said anything to Dante yet? It was just like flipping around and come, what is this kind of thing? Uh-huh. It was like, what? Are you 12? <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this, uh, <laughs> well, you're like yeah. oh, this is big. Like, maybe you should uh, find a, a less uh, springy way to, to handle this. Um, Melissa says <laughs> Maurice Bernard has said more than once that he's overacting and wants to exclusively get into mental health advocacy stuff. Uh, I, 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 I just can't see that happening. Uh, and I here's think, why. I think what I've heard him say is he's a method actor. What does that mean? I don't even know. It means he lives the character even when the camera's not on. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But he wants to quit acting and exclusively get into mental health. I mean, more power to him if that, well, that's what he wants to do. But the big difference is um, acting is where he gets his money from. Mental health advocacy is what makes his life worth living. Um. Unfortunately, now if he could, if he could find a way to do this to marry them, then great. But having only a hundred thousand viewers, a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube is not going to pay him the same amount of money as he's getting from General Hospital after all these years. I don't know what he makes, but I would be willing to bet a hundred and fifty of my own hard-earned dollars, which is significant for me, that he makes amongst the most of anybody there. I would I'm not think, even, and I'm I'm talking about like even Frank Valentini, you know. I think that Maurice Bernard probably makes himself probably at least as at, at, at the minimum as an actor. He is the highest paid individual there, and if he isn't high, the highest paid individual there, he's tied with somebody, and they are both making the most, most of anybody. Else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, like, I don't know. I don't know what the scale is. You know, I don't know what the minimum payout is for, for a SAG actor. Uh, I think that Laura Wright and Maurice Bernard probably make a bank. <laughs> and if everybody else. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just it's just the reality of the situation. There's no way that unless he is, has made his investments and is comfortable and is ready to walk away from the fact of getting this biweekly paycheck from Prospect Sparks, Prospect Park, or however it's set up. I don't know how the pay is. Um, I, yeah, I just I just don't I don't foresee Maurice uh, moving on. Not for at least no. another 10 years. 
unless he, you know, he might have some role present itself for him, though. You never know. I mean, come on. Come on, you guys. Reggie Montgomery's Creed. Come on. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. happen. I think VM will come back and usher him off. I think that could be the VM. VM. Victor. VM. I don't know who VM. Vanessa Marcel. Okay. Vanessa Marcel. You think Brenda's going to come back and usher Sonny away? Nah. Um, I don't think she's going to usher him anywhere, but I do believe that she could very well be back. Why not? Nee. Especially since she is Dex's mama. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, folks, get on the elevator. Get on the elevator. Once we get into speculating as to what these real-life humans are going to be doing with their futures, it's time to stop. Because they're real-life humans. <laughs> we, we're nowhere. We don't know them. I mean, Angela, I don't know. You might have had a conversation with them at some point. Uh, but we don't know him. We don't know where his mind's at. We could speculate all we want, but none of us knows except for Maurice Bernard. So, whatever. They get paid. Well, you know, if he wants to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee or a shot, I'll be happy to do it with him. He can tell me about it his whole life. I'll be happy to listen. (laughs) Uh, Kelly, yes, they do get paid per episode, but they don't necessarily get a paycheck at the end of every day of shooting when they're done with an episode. Um, So that biweekly thing is probably a little more likely. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh i guess uh, vanessa's a lot dating of stone have you, gone to pay you on the 20th and the 5th huh right now 20th there's and a the whole 5th? lot of companies out there that are paying they pay on the 5th and the 20th and who knows maybe they maybe they get it all lump sum who knows maybe maybe he just here's here's 2.5 million dollars for the next year of work thank you i don't know mm. i don't know I don't know. Anyway, get on the elevator, folks. Get on the elevator. Come for the fun. Read the chat for Angela's uh, complete dismissal of everything that we say. Or she just breaks it apart and tells us why we're wrong. It's a new part of the show. That I don't yeah, know Angela, keep it coming! I don't know if I appreciate it, Angela. I don't know if I like being made the fool of in front of all these people every week. Yeah, I'm kidding. Keep it coming. Keep us honest. You know, eventually, yeah, eventually, you know, it, you know what it is? I just, I don't have, I, I, I'm, I'm not a reader. That's what it is. I'm not going to read these magazines and all of these interviews and watch all these YouTube videos because I'm busy watching the show and doing my own podcast. And, and trying to make a living, huh, man? And trying to make a living and then, uh, you know, also falling in like binge holes and then watching like Everwood from 20 years ago for a week. It's stupid. I'm dumb, mom. Dumb. I'm the dumbest son I, you I, have. I, uh, I'm retired. And I'm just lazy, so I don't do it. <laughs> uh, I hear you. All right, folks. Um, get on the elevator. Go back down to the first floor. Get in your car and turn your radios for previous episodes of the 10th floor, which you can find on all your podcasting apps and also right here on YouTube. Subscribe to this channel. Like the video if you haven't. Leave a comment when you come back for the rewatch. Um, if you can't find our podcast on your audio well, platforms... Reach out to us on Twitter at 10thFloorGH and I will point you in the right direction or add it to the app that you are looking. In the meantime, hang out on Twitter and have a good time talking about GH all week long because that's what we do. And do that while you're spending some time with your family. There you go. And I've been Kat. And we'll catch you next time right here on the 10th Floor. Bye, everybody. She's not dismissing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has to do it all because it's part of her job. I get paid to do it. I know, Angela. I'm making fun of you. I'm, I'm playing with you. That's what, we, that's what I learned from my dad. <laughs> he called it harassment. <laughs> I'm just harassing the boy. Leave me alone.
That's what he would say. That's not what he sounds like. But that's what he would say. No, he does not at all. No, not at all. No. All right, everybody, get Actually, out of here. Actually, Matt's dad has. Wouldn't you say he has a gentle spirit, right, Matt? Oh yeah, for sure. Your dad? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, Angela, we love you. Keep coming. I just like to. I guess every week I just focus on one person. There's just... goodbye. Goodbye. No, goodbye. Angela. Goodbye. Angela and Come D. back. Come back, Angela. Ryan Duncan. <laughs> Send us a top ten list, though. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt. Yeah. The top ten list. This is the top ten times Sonny Corinthos killed somebody in cold blood. Number ten. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it would be fun. I just I don't have the soap history knowledge to be able to do it, and I don't have the time in my life to research sixty years of show to come up with a top ten anything. So I need. Help. Oh, Angela, top, top ten people buried in the pine woods. There we go. I'm Barons. I love 1992. It. Lynn Herring as Lucy Coe and John Lindstrom as Ryan Chamberlain killed a man and buried him in Pinewood. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. 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 In stream. Audie is buried there. In stream. Ending.